But now that I've been there and I've seen people do 30, 40, 50, 60K Whoa. in a month, then started to just question everything else, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, so you don't want to be too aggressive and yeah. say, hey, by the way, I'm going to pitch you this. Yeah, board. you just ask easy questions and like, yeah. did you get a chance to, to check out our program? That's what you're getting hired for. You're getting hired for people to pay now, not just to convince them that like, oh, I really want it, but like, yeah, next month I'm totally down. Okay, I'll follow up with you then. No, 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 no. The, the shit that like I learned in door to door, there's so many of these things creating the urgency. People are used to the follow up and oh, I need to think about it and you talk to that person. Oh yeah, no worries, right? Oh no, 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 no. When you're closing, yes, you should worry. <laughs> you should absolutely worry. That's what you're the skill that you're learning. That's this whole game. That's how motherfuckers are making 20K a month, 30K a month. Living their life. We just living our life. Park and plot living our life. We just living our life. We're gonna be in the school. We have this place for three more weeks. Okay. And um, yeah, it's almost up. So what time is your flight? 545. 545. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, this is the view. It's the carpet. Entrance way here. Stairs and infinity pool view. This is the stragglers from the from the clubs. Why is it stuck? <laughs> Yo, Chris, this is my boy Jerry. Hey, Chris, hey, that's you the tour. That's my boy Jeremy. That's Jerry. That's the spot out here. I'll give you the tour of the gym. So you get these online on Lazada. Um, ordered this barbell from um, 200 bucks for a premium one. Assault bike. That's going to be about a thousand bucks weights you can get these online maybe a hundred bucks for a set shout out icoolsport.com parker found this online it's one of the nicest ones that you can get that's inflatable it's about a thousand bucks for this uh and then jump over here we have an ice delivery every week and so they come and they stock this up every week and then move over here this i found on lazada this is one of the more budget squat rigs but it's pretty sturdy yeah, it's yeah. good. It's like this is the best bang for your buck that I could find. It's pretty pretty yeah. good on the Zada. It's about 400 400 bucks. And then this sauna, these sell online for I maybe didn't even notice this. this. <laughs> yeah, you know it's the fucking this is the holy grail right here. How long does it take to set this up? Uh not long. I mean you just have like a a, a handyman do it. So or like a mover moving company or whatever. Yeah, they just take all the pieces down, put it into a truck, yeah, bring oh, it, assemble it. Right. So this morning I got in here. Came up, turn it on, it heats up in like 10 minutes. Fill this up with the hose, dump the ice in, do two rounds back and forth, come over here, you know, get some power cleans in, get the assault bike, do some yoga, stretching, get some sun. And so basically, I don't leave this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, I'm just saying, like I, I like to have everything where, where I'm working, so. And so I'll show you the office setup. So we got money, the money, money going gone. here. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even rung it this week. We did get two new clients this week, so. Boom. And we'll talk about you doing closing yeah, yeah. in a second. But yeah, this is the most productive setup I've ever had. So 4K monitor, nice. fucking love it. LG 4K, that's like a thousand bucks. This is the 1080 Logitech stream cam, but this is also 1080 in here. So they're, uh, they're basically the same. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I got these, so these are like lights for videos and just like at nighttime, it looks sick. You know, just do nice, nice little color. Or if you want to have one white, one like branding color, whatever. So for calls, this one, this is the Poly V Focus, complete noise cancellation. So there can be music playing in the background. Like yeah. they, they won't hear anything. And it's, I can see it's got a microphone as well. So the calls must be really good. Yeah. So complete noise canceling one. Just keep it on the charger here. 
And then, so yeah, that's just that part of the house. Over here, whole kitchen. Yeah, ping pong table. So this is kind of the dining area slash two more desks. So one desk, two desk, and normally there's third desk here. Yeah, fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's a luxury designer cat. And so for the first couple months, like we had a chef like cooking, uh, cooking yeah, healthy yeah. food like every day. So you can do that if you want. Yeah. Full-time chef will be about 600 a month. But uh, recently I've been doing uh, the pure prep, place number Y, just like healthy meal prep. They deliver it every day. So you can do that out here. So I'll show you the downstairs. There's the lights in action. Come down here, the marble floor. First order operations. We got the movie theater. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Full blown movie theater. Yeah. This is, I've seen a lot of that. This is a very nice video, but I've never seen a movie theater in one. I, I, I actually can't believe this. Netflix, movie theater. This is now reminding me of, um, you remember MTV Cribs? <laughs> yeah, I have a series called Airbnb Cribs. Really? We're going to be filming it next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Oh, wait. And so, movie theater slash after party room if you want to party all night. You know, yeah, no, nice. no windows. And then let me show you one more thing. And then we what? have the gym gym. What? <laughs> it's cool in here as well. So yeah, wow. you can turn the aircon in here. I do my emails. You can yeah. put your laptop up here. And I do my morning emails for like an hour, sometimes two hours, just on like a, you know, a yeah. little bit of nice. incline walk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crucial. I, I wish I discovered it sooner, uh, but I only discovered it in the past uh, like couple months. But yeah, game changer. I just love waking up in the morning, just walking out here to this view. I forgot that it was even a, a number. <laughs> I All right. forgot about this. Alright, best part for last. I'll show you the master. Wow. Check it out. So you come in here. Wait, what the fuck? Is that <laughs> a walking wardrobe? Let me just show you the bathroom. Wait, what? <laughs> this is the bathroom. This is the bathroom? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> it's as big as my room. The bathroom is as big as my room. This is insane. This is bigger than most condos in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge walk-in closet over here. And this, this, this shower with like light. Yeah. This is yeah. insane. What? Yeah. View here, this tub. Wow. Sick. And yeah, so. Sick. One of the craziest master master baths I've ever seen. Come over here to the actual room. Even the lobby area. Yeah, even the lobby is like, is like bigger than like a Bangkok apartment. Wow, this is sick. Oh my yeah. God. Wait, is that another pool up there as well? There's another bedroom here. Uh, this is the king room, that's the queen room. Not as big, but still really big. And so if you do like a year lease, you're looking at like 30K a month. If you're looking at Airbnb, like just one month on Airbnb, maybe maybe a year lease, maybe like you're getting like 25,000. Maybe month to month on Airbnb, maybe like 30, 35. And then per night, you're looking around like $2,000. Yeah. You're looking at like $2,000 a night. That's the deal. This is not basically for event. Content. Yeah. 
Like if you're the like, I was just saying the other day, like if you're the headline DJ at like Illusion, yeah. like you'll stay here. Yeah. yeah like yeah. if you're a celebrity, if you're content creators, be here at the Super Mansion. So yeah, it's been a great year. Now that I'm here and like I've experienced this, like I'm like, way. okay, now yeah. I need to be making like 30K a month, 40, 50. How do I get to 100K a month? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like and keep, and keep this up. Like how do you, this place is hard to match. And that's, the, that's how it should be. It should be like, you keep improving levels. You don't want to go backwards. All right. It's been three years since the, the Changu Villa. Two. Was, was that 2020? That was, oh yeah, I guess that was, no, that was 2020. No, no, no. no. no that was 2021 first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2021 first half. That's when I did six months in Bali. And then I came to Phuket. Uh, and now it's okay. been a year and a half. In Phuket. Yeah. And just finishing the year at this spot. And then where have you been? You've been in Bali. In Bali most of the time. Last three years, been in Bali. Went back to London for three weeks. That was a long three weeks. <laughs> and I left Bali in February this year. Went to Bangkok. So yeah, you oh. were yeah, you were in Bali. Yeah. But I was so pissed off with like power cuts for two months. Yeah. Um kept going out. Uh, when I was working both jobs, especially the sales calls. So I was yeah. trying to close someone, I've handled their objections, and then now we're going through the checkout process and they're figuring out, and power's gone. Can't mm. get them back on. So yeah. I like, lost two or three deals like through that. And I just remember the last power cut I had in Feb, within 48 hours, I booked, packed hand luggage and just flew to Bangkok. Yeah, you're like so fucking pissed. Yeah. yeah. Like I had my standing desk, my whole setup, uh, my chair, everything in Bali. I just left it. Um, and I wish I left sooner because mm. being in Thailand, so productive. Mm. So, so you were in Changu, right? Yeah. 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 And was this power cuts during the rainy season? Yeah. Yeah. It happens. In Southeast Asia, it happens. It happens here in Phuket. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The power cuts. Yeah. They happen here. I mean, it's in all of Southeast Asia, but in Bangkok, it's um, a lot less frequent. Right, okay. They got their shit. Because in the island places, like maybe some some of these villas, like this past rainy season, though, in Southeast Asia, people were saying it was the worst in the last 10 to 20 years. Oh, The, the, the strongest yeah. rains. Okay. In the past 10 okay. to 20 years. Um, so, yeah, if you're watching this, power cuts can be a thing. It's like raining. Oh, shit, the power goes out. It could be overnight. It could be one hour. You don't, you don't know. And because it's, um, when you're on an island, it's that kind of island mentality. It's like, ah, oh, well, you know. Yeah, but what about your hotspot, though? So there's no 5G in Bali, right? Mm, okay. There's 5G in, like, Jakarta and other parts of Indonesia, but there's no 5G in... What about 4G? 4G is too slow. It's, it's too slow for yeah. video calls? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You so can't it's do like, that. my hotspot, um, I had telcom cell, and it would go to, like, 5 or 10 meg uh, per second. Okay. Which is just terrible. It's like any bad. any anything less than thirty five is quite bad. My we had a hundred meg in our villa, but then when it would start raining too heavy, even if the power didn't go out, for whatever reason, the internet connection would start um, getting choppy as well. Yeah. So yeah. all over Bali, um, the last video we did, we were talking about like Changu versus um, versus Chiang Mai, or yeah. Changu versus Bangkok. Yeah, or or maybe just Changu versus um, being in Thailand in general. Because uh -huh. um, when people think of 
Indonesia, it's really the thing about Bali. Yeah. When people think of Thailand, you have different options. Yeah. That people kind of you got to specify. All right. So people have been asking me, saying, oh, in that video with Riley, like you seem to love Changu now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest. It's so crazy how it's changed. And for, well, the main reason I hear is because of like, it's getting packed. Yeah. And so I want to do this. Let's do let's do Chenggu versus Bangkok because we've both had okay. time there a lot. And yeah, before yeah. I'm fucking sweating, let's get some towels. I don't know what's up with the aircon. All right, Chenggu versus Bangkok. You have been in Chenggu for most of the past few years, and now you've been in Bangkok for how long? Three months. Three months. All right. What's your takeaway of Bangkok? Things just work. Right? That yeah. was the first thing. Yeah, I yeah, said. yeah. So when it comes to Bangkok. Typically, big people think about, um, and I had this impression as well, Kosan Road, the backpacker part. Like, you just go there and you have, like, these weird things. Um, people getting drunk and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, scorpions on sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all this, yeah. like, exotic stuff. But there's a luxury side to Bangkok as well. These condos with infinity pools, a gym, like, the condo I'm staying in now, a steam room. Um, and it's, it's cheap. It's, like... $577 a month. Ooh. Like, really, really cheap, yeah. Um, so if you want to spend more, you'll get an even nicer condo. So it's... At this point now, I don't go places just because of um, the cost of living. It's like, things have to work. Mm-hmm. And in Changu, there's no standardization. Like, the roads are bad, internet's poor, like, generally. Um, if you have 100 meg, it's like, wow. If you have 50 meg, people are like, this is really, really good. The place I'm staying um, in Bangkok is 300, 350. Yeah, you got right. that. Yeah, they got fiber everywhere. Yeah, fiber optic and 5G's been rolled out everywhere. So if you wanted a hotspot, um, you could do that. Whereas in Changu, you can't. So typically when people are thinking about Bangkok versus um, Changu or Bali in general, they're thinking from the mindset of, oh, the beaches, the partying and stuff like that. But when you actually want to get stuff done consistently, Changu and Bali in general, there's so many things that can trip you up. Um, the traffic, just getting from one place to another because there's one road, right? There's one shortcut yeah. that everyone tries to go to, cars, bikes. Being in Phuket, I've, I haven't seen roads built up like this since leaving Europe. The roads right? are so smooth and yeah, wide. Yeah, so, so good. So you're less likely to crash. Yeah. Right? I know so many people that have gone into accidents. So the thing about Changu is the community... Obviously, I was there for three years. The community I built there, all my friends are within a 30-minute radius. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. But at this point, all I ca- well, not all I care about, but the majority of my time, I'm just thinking about how can I increase how much I'm making. Yeah. Right? So I'm spending most of my time indoors anyway. So it doesn't really matter if I'm close to everyone because I'm not going to yeah. see them. Grand mode. Yeah, it's like... And I find that when you go to Bangkok, you can just land, get a condo, and just plug in and things work. Right, the shopping centers that are seven floors that are like within five or ten minutes from wherever you are. So it's just easy to kind of find something if you don't have it. Um, the condo I'm in now is like face recognition everywhere. Like there's no key card. So face, face scanning on the door, the lifts, everything. And it's just, I think after being in like an island where so many things are broken, I felt like a tourist like the first week or two, just like taking pictures, like wow, look at all this technology. Uh-huh. And now I'm flying back to Bali on Monday. And I'm like, it'll be good to see everyone. It's kind of like me saying bye before I go to Brazil. But uh. um, I just know it's a step back. I'm just going to have to get used to like things um, just not working again Yeah, as well. Yeah, Bangkok is like, I call it the tropical Buddhist New York City. It's fucking New York City, bro. It's so, it's so nice. And so what area are you in? 
yeah, so you taxi everywhere. Uh, I've had my own motorbike in Bangkok. I fucking love it. Um, I do motorbike taxis a lot, which is a very... Um, it's, 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 it's world-class motorbike taxis if you want to get somewhere fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. then plus, you have the BTS SkyTrain. So if you want to get like all the way to the other city, you're in your condo. Okay, you can grab bike, order it. It's there within minutes. You go downstairs waiting right outside for your, for your condo. You get on the grab bike. You go straight to the nearest BTS station, which is probably minutes. You hop up there. You probably 15, 20 minutes all the way to the other side of the city. And then you get off at the, uh, at the next BTS station of arrival. You walk down to the street. There'll be a line of motorbike taxis. You just hail one. And then you go to your found destination. It's, it's streamlined. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to describe it. If you um, want to get somewhere the fastest, that's, how, that's what's happening. Yeah. I, think, I guess I didn't um, travel that much around Bangkok. I was yeah. just focused on working. Yeah, but, if you're around your yeah. area, you don't need to <clears throat> use yeah, BCS. Yeah, the, the bikes, the benefit of that is, depending on the time, um, Bangkok traffic can be, like, wild, right? It's not all day, but, like, yeah. the, the evening rush hour and I think the morning rush hour, it just looks gridlock when I'm looking from the condo, right? I'm staring mm-hmm. down. In so, the daytime, you're, it's no worries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fine during the day. So at night, if I need to get, like, if I'm going out, I'll get on the back of a bike, yeah. right? Um, there's enough cars that they won't go that fast. But there's, there have been times where, and I've been riding a bike myself in Changu for three years, but I get on the back of the bike in Bangkok, and I'm like, whoa, like, I've never been on the back of a bike where they can go so fast because the roads are so well done. Right. So that's what it is. Yeah. In, in Changu, the roads are so, like broken that they kind of naturally slow down a bit yeah as well or or there's like one way or you have to kind of yeah. stop so um, new experience yeah, being on the back going so fast like whoa yeah, yeah 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 i think it's also you don't feel like you're in control right when i'm riding myself yeah i can go fast but i feel like i'm in control as a passenger it's a very different experience yeah and so if you guys don't know like grab is basically the uber and so you just go on your app grab app motorbike taxi and it's there like within minutes it's yeah. it's fucking sick yeah all right so yeah that's that's a good summary i would say of, of bangkok versus versus bali slash changu one other thing i love about bangkok and historically um i've been a, a cafe slash co-working space guy and i consider both of those to be starbucks and so but, in bangkok there's a starbucks almost on every block and every uh bts station and so when I'm in Bangkok, I'm a big Starbucks guy. Yeah. You just catch me in Starbucks all day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And there's a few 24-hour ones, and there's, there's a multiple 24-hour um, kind of like similar to Starbucks that are just 24 hours. And so I've been based mostly in Bangkok for the past five years. And that's like my, my ground, my hub is Starbucks. I'll just... That's my basic routine. I'll go to I'll go to Starbucks. I'll get coffee, and then I will like sit there for a few hours until about like four thirty, and then I'll like go to CrossFit, take a motorbike taxi either to to Muay Thai or CrossFit around four thirty five, and then done with that, come home, eat, and then either depends where I'm staying, work at the you know work spot in my condo, or go back to another Starbucks until ten eleven. And then come back home and then starting uh, calls for USA people, for agency, Ooh. sales calls, closing. But anyway, that's my note on Starbucks. Like, that's what I think about Bangkok is, is just like, there's a million Starbucks. It has fucking taken over. And I find the Wi-Fi is obviously, it's, they have AIS Super Wi-Fi, which is like the 100 plus, plus meg. Yeah. 
And then I just find it a good good vibe to work. I just get noise canceling headphones and I'm just in there and I'm just I'm a fucking productive guy in Starbucks. You ever work in cafes or Starbucks? I hate working in the cafes and stuff like that because um, I think I I guess maybe it's different here, but if I want to go to the toilet or want to just leave stuff around, if I'm in a public space, um, in Chiang Mai the first time I used to just leave my laptop, go leave the cafe, yeah. come back. It's still there. Didn't even think of it. In Bangkok, I don't know. Maybe you're fine. You're fine. Do well. I do it all the time. So I just yeah. When you go to, go to the bathroom, um, leave your laptop. Let's say the Starbucks is in a mall. Like every mall has like at least one Starbucks, right? It's just like any city in the U.S. or around the world. Yeah, it, it's fine. Yeah, you're. It's totally uh, fine. But I can see people. Yeah, just just leave your laptop there. It's fine. Um, I do it. Whew, all the all the all the time. What, what sucks about Starbucks in Bangkok is they don't have healthy food options like they do in the U.S. Mm. That's kind of annoying. And so, I mean, they do have like a yogurt and like a chicken wrap, but they don't have like in the U.S. They have it's like a healthy fucking restaurant inside of Starbucks. Really? Yeah. Well, oh. it varies per region. But OK. But, but yeah, 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 I just assume you would be getting like snacks. Right. Yeah, I get, I'll get like, well, you like, know, the sandwich like, in there. yeah, the like. The like um, peanut snacks that's not healthy. Even the yogurt is not healthy. Like all that honey is like fucking sugar. And even like the chicken Caesar wrap. It's just like everything in, in Starbucks is is not geared to be healthy. It's geared to be a business. Which so, but anyway, that's a good breakdown of, of Bali versus Bangkok. So I didn't even know, bros, until yesterday that Jerry was doing closing. Yeah, you just told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, yeah. Tell everyone your experience, cause I was like, did you know I'm doing content about this now? Like, that's yeah, like the I, thing I'm doing. That's like the thing I'm doing now, um, in terms of of content, in terms of how to be a digital nomad. That's the thing I'm I'm talking about. What What made you? How did you discover it? What made you get into it? What was the process? How easy was it? What What's been your whole journey with it? So um, I got in towards the end of last year uh, through a friend that I met in Bali. Um, and I feel like just in general, opportunities in a nomad space come through your network, right? Yeah. Um, you can find things online as well, but then you're kind of competing with everyone else that's um, finding that job application or whatever it is online. So networking in general uh, has really helped. Um, got into it, I, I was hearing all the figures that people were making, right? Now, um, with the two jobs that I have, both of them, you sign an NDA, so obviously you can't talk about the details of that. But in general, when it comes to closing, I was hearing people do 10K a month, 20K a month. And I just thought it was BS. Like, I just thought it was just nonsense. But now that I've been there and I've seen people do 30, 40, 50, 60K Whoa. in a month, then started to just question everything else, <laughs> right? Because... Yeah, the, these people that are doing these numbers, they you would see them in the street, and you wouldn't even think they really know how to use technology, right? That's the thing. It's like the typical image that people have of someone that's making that much money is a certain kind of lifestyle. But what I've learned about closing, I thought, oh, I'll get in, and if I'm familiar with the products, I've done I've done ecom and I've done uh, fitness, um, in terms of like the product I'm selling, and I thought with fitness, I've been involved in fitness. I understand nutrition, it'll be easy to kind of close. But there are people that don't look like they go to the gym that close better than me. There are people that don't look like they've ever been to a gym that close better than me. Because when it comes to closing, um, I think it comes down to two things. One, really asking the right questions. Yeah. So not just having a random conversation, asking very targeted questions until you get a response that 
either pre-qualifies them or um, uh, disqualifies them. So like the art of closing is in 30 minutes, let's say, in a conversation, you want to quickly, if you haven't done the work before they got on the call, you want to quickly understand, is this an ideal? Is this my customer avatar? Is this someone that can actually um, buy? Um, or can I save 20 minutes here? And just like, you know, send them on the way. Right. It's not about trying to sell every single person. It's about making sure every person you're talking to is your ideal customer avatar. And I see people kind of like, um, I just got into it still kind of learning. But what I've learned over the last couple of months is when I first got in, I would just kind of um, talk to everyone in that 30 minute slot or that one hour slot. Just kind of like go around in circles. Yeah. Okay. What ask, next? What question can I ask next? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Even if they gave me a script, I kept being told by the sales leads, why did you ask this question? And I didn't have an answer, right? So then you shouldn't be asking that question. Like, there has to be a specific reason. So, like, let me take an example. Let's say um, the typical example that, uh, like, Jordan Belfort has of, like, uh, sell me this pen, right? And then people just try and talk about the features and benefits. But the actual answer is you have to figure out if the person's even in the market for pens. And then what do they like about writing? And then you relay everything they've kind of said you summarize it get agreement and then you position that pen to fit the need that they've just kind of told you that they have in the beginning i just didn't understand that so i'll just go around in circles and then get to the end pitch the price so i feel like i'm building rapport by talking and talking and talking get to the end pitch the price and all of a sudden they become a different person like the tonality drops they start um they start backing out like oh well i don't have to talk to my spouse that's a, that's a common one yeah that's that basically right. means like uh no yeah, yeah it's like um and i used to believe them when they said oh you know can I, do I have to make a decision now can i think about it no one thinks about it right even even if they think that they they truly believe they're going to think about it they're not yeah so um yeah got into closing through a friend and it's been amazing but also the numbers that can be done it's insane if you want to make more money with closing Either improve your um, lead flow so you get more qualified leads in the same amount of time or you increase the value of the product that you're selling. Uh, it, what I love about closing is it's just maths. Right? It's a numbers game. Yeah. You get a closing rate of 20 to 30% and you can calculate how many leads you need to close and then you figure out how to qualify the leads in your funnel. Most of the time you're going to be hearing no because right? 70 to 80% are going to be saying no if your closing rate is 20 to 30 you have to get used to hearing no more often. And I think um, people burn out with closing because they can't handle like, constant rejection and you can't take it to the next call. So someone says, no, 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 like, how, how can you charge that much? And you have to make sure you don't start justifying the price, right? Because their mindset of like, oh, that's too much. That's too much for them. You pitch the same thing to someone else. Like, oh my God, it's so cheap. Right? Yeah. So you have to like really... It's um, all the framing. And yeah, you have yeah. to really, um, at the end of a call... Brush it off, whether it was a win or a loss, like just brush it off. Next call, new energy, and then um, kind of repeat. Like have super focus in that call, and then the moment it's over, regardless how it went, you move on to the next one. You don't kind of carry it on. Uh, but it's been, it's been amazing. Like the, the numbers of 20, 30K a month, they're real. They're real, and they're a lot more common than I realised. Yeah. Um, and that's, for me, I'm not hitting that now. It's hard to do that in Asia because I have to work uh, the US time zone. So I could do it for like a week and then I have to take like a couple of days off or something like that because uh, I'm working until 5, 6 a.m. here. So that's why I'm moving to um, South America yep. to just be in that time zone. 
Yeah. I don't know how difficult it is to try and um, be a nomad in the US if you're not a US citizen. I just assume it's hard. Mm, nah, you're, you're fine. You're, really? Yeah, you're fine. Um, UK, you're, you're good. Have, have you noticed uh, leads in America take, take their calls in the American morning time or American evening time? I guess you're just doing like 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 8 a.m. in U.S. time, right? I, so to make more money and get more lead flow, um, I started doing in Bangkok time 9 p.m. to 5 or 6 a.m. Okay, yeah, because that way you catch, you catch all of 9 to 5 in the U.S. time. Yeah, okay. yeah. So since so you're staying up later than me, so I, I own my own agency and I can like very narrow down my calendar openings. So I'm only open for three slots a day, which is 8, 9, 10 a.m. Pacific. And so that is that is from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Bangkok. And that's only from Monday to Thursday. Obviously, Friday night, I'm not going to be open. And so, yeah. and it's been, the sales calls I take has been like, like one a day. Um, so like only a few per week. But in your situation, so you talk about increasing lead flow, and now I understand what that means, just opening more hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is going to vary by who you're working for, right? Because some companies might have unlimited leads coming in, and obviously they want to give the most to their top closers. But let's say you're working for a company where they don't have unlimited leads, it's only maybe a handful per day. What would you tell someone in that situation like go try to find a better offer that's got unlimited leads that has higher commissions? Uh, no, it depends on the stage that you're at. So if someone was kind of doing it the way I've done it, where I didn't really have much experience, whether I have two leads a day or 10, if I can't close, I can't close. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, or another way to put it, if you don't have experience closing, you shouldn't have that entitled attitude of, oh, I just want the besties, I want the top product, because you're just going to fumble it. And the bigger the product is, right, like 10K, 20K, 30K, 40K products, if you can't close, they're not going to give you that much um, room to grow, right, to fumble a lead that has been qualified. Because depending on like, where you're working, you could have setters, that, so that's another team that sets appointments in your calendar. Right? So they do the lead gen, and then um, they will do some pre-qualification to make sure that you're not getting um, completely random people. Um, so you have setters that will put leads in your calendar. And then as a closer, you're just showing up for the appointments. Now, depending on, is this is going to vary company to company in terms of how much qualification is done before you get to the court. So sometimes you might have to do some extra pre-qualifying so they've been lightly qualified and then you um you look at their contact information their survey whatever and then yeah and then you see based on your experience with other leads that fit that profile you'll kind of know after a while whether it's going to be a waste of time so you can ask a few more questions to kind of disqualify them and yeah, get them email? out uh through text before, or email, text or email before yeah, the call. yeah and the best closers do that They're the top closers have a yeah. They do two things. One, they make sure that by the time a person gets on the phone, they're excited about the opportunity and they've already kind of done a preemptive yes for the product, right? The, so the worst, the worst thing you can have is you have a product, but they thought they were just going to get some free information and you kind of bamboozle them halfway through the call with this high-ticket offer. And then they... And I've, I've had that experience because you don't want to scare everyone away. 
most most of the um, deals I've closed, in the form they've said, no, 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 I can't buy anything else. Right? I just want information, right? Um, right? I just signed up for the free consultation call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to be too aggressive and yeah. say, hey, by the way, I'm going to pitch you this, blah, blah, you know, in nice words. Because then you'll scare off people. Yeah, you just ask easy questions and like, yeah. did you get a chance to check, to check out our program? Yeah. And like, exactly. boom, okay. Well, like, did you watch the video or yeah. like whatever it is that you put to kind of warm them yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the video about the program, by the way? Like, yeah. we can get to that. Okay, cool. Just, but yeah, up front, depends if it's a framed as a free consultation call, which yeah. many are in, yeah, in, yeah, in, exactly. in the game. Yeah. Um, or, or discovery call or whatever it's framed as. Um, yeah, ask the right questions to see what's, what's their situation. How much do they know already? Finances and then, and then well. you do want to help to, to give value, like yeah. give them some tips, like mm. fucking give them the tips. Oh, in your situation, like I would do this, I would do that. You, you are a little bit of a consultant in yeah. many cases. Absolutely. I've, um, bef- in the beginning, I was just, um, just trying to get a sale. Right? I was getting one thinking, okay, how much can I make here? Right? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You're, you're always going to lose when you play that game. You're always going to lose. It, now, instead, I'm thinking, how can I add value? Of course, the goal is to make as many sales as you can, right? Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. just going there to like, waste your time. Um, but if I can pre-qualify them, let's say they manage to still get on a call with me and it turns out they don't have um, any money, I'll still give them something that's valuable. Yeah. Whereas before, I would quickly try and wrap up the call and then I had people that were pissed. I had people that would email in saying... Um, I was supposed to get this and this and this from Jerry and I got nothing. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and at first it was like, whoa. Um, but then I kind of, you know, had to um, check my ego and realise, actually, yeah, you know what? They did come on expecting value yeah. and they give them that. Uh, mm-hmm. So now all my calls, whether they buy or not, like I get texts like, thank you. That I really, really appreciate it. And sometimes when you kind of go in thinking, okay, I'm going to help them, show them the gap between the knowledge I have and where they are, show them where they're trying to get to, then you kind of naturally end up in the close, right? They're like, oh, yeah, I want, I want to know more. You present, present the two options. It's like, well, you could do this, but there's also this as well. Like, I'm happy to kind of um, go into detail with that. You kind of ask for permission for them to be pitched to instead of just coming with the pitch. Yeah. And once you ask that permission, like, yeah, yeah, I want to know more about coaching or whatever because um, I'm tired of doing it myself. You kind of first get them to understand that what they've been trying to do all by themselves hasn't got them anywhere. And if they were to continue that for the next six or 12 months, they're still going to be nowhere, right? And, oh, there's this other option. I could tell you more if you want to. Oh, yeah, I want to hear more. Now they've kind of given you permission to kind of go into it. So it's not like bombarding them with, um, oh, you've done this, but like a bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. in our program, like, did you, yeah. Oh, with that, we can take care of that. Like, it's like... It's like, no, okay, oh, in your situation, okay, uh, so you don't have time to work out. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a few, a few pro tips. So, like, um, do you work from home? I'm like, you just go into the yeah, situation yeah, yeah. and just be, you're starting off as a consultation. This is the way it is for many, many high ticket. This is the way it is for my agency. And so everything you were saying right there, I'm like, I've never really had proper, like, closer training, but it's just what I naturally do because it's, it's the consultation role closing for my digital marketing agency. I'm just asking them situation, looking at their Amazon store. Well, oh, well, right here, that's your low-hanging fruit. I would do that right away. You need a video right there. You should actually get five videos. Okay, you don't have any you're, – you're being in consultation. You're giving them just like free game, free game, free game. And then, of course, at the end of the call, they know that you are an agency. You provide services. And then, you know, I'll ask a question like, 
Cool. Like, um, did did you get a chance to like? Normally, they'll actually ask. A lot of times, they'll ask about your packages, yeah. and your and your program, because they know, like most people, like they know that you're running a business here, and those they'll say and you know, all you answer all the questions, and then you get into it, um, and just figure out which. A, a, a good way to close is like the optional close is like which package is right for you. So we have like a growth package and then we have an A to Z package. So it's just, it's like kind of like assuming the close, yeah. like, okay, assuming, okay, for, okay, for your, your situation, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend the A to Z. And then you just start assuming that we're going to move forward and talking about what it's going to be like and then, you know, answering their questions as it goes. Yeah. Well, and I think because you've been so consistent um, over the last five, six, I don't even know how long four, you, four and a half years with the agency. And before that, with Amazon. Like, I'm talking about... <laughs> That's... I think back when I met you in 2017. No, so back when I met you in 2017, you were, um, you were doing FBA. Yeah. Right? And you were, like, still hands-in. Like, I don't think the agency came yet. Agency came in 2018, yeah. Because you've been so consistent with that, you naturally are pre-qualifying people... Regardless, you, you hear someone speaking on stage, you'll know whether they know their stuff. Someone comes to ask you about um, Amazon, you'll kind of know where they are, right? Well, well, here's the thing. I actually did door-to-door sales for five years. Oh, yeah, college. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I already, I guess you could say you have I kind of have sales trading. Yeah. I kind of do. Okay, yeah. You've had doors Pre- slammed in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I actually, I take that back. I had did sales for five fucking years in college. And so you know, some people will say, and so, yeah, I, I didn't just pick this up. Uh, overnight these kind of natural things that said some people do have natural sales ability what does that mean it just means you're a natural good communicator some people are more natural communicators than others okay i happen to be one and a lot of top closers probably are have been good communicators ever since you know fucking high school and whatever but you can learn it because there is a caveat to this when i grew up all the way up through high school i was a pretty shy introvert but, but uh, yep, and but a couple things broke me out. Door to door broke me out of my shell, and then also starting a YouTube channel pff, exploded me out of my shell. Right, I found travel in general forces a uh, solo travel. Right, or if you travel with like one person, like I know you, Parker, um, started traveling because I remember seeing a video that you uh, posted on YouTube of I think you in the car. This is when you were still doing the door-to-door sales. You had this dream of kind of um, getting out to Asia. Yeah. It, it might still be on YouTube channel. Well, yeah. it must have been. That's the only way I would have seen it, right? Oh, yeah, me yeah. driving around. I think, yeah, yeah. It's probably me driving around. Yeah. And I used to be still doing door-to-door. I would put my little phone in the up there and talk about the four-hour work week audiobook that yeah, I just listened yeah, yeah, yeah. to. And that was me looking back in my manifestation. I was just reading the four-hour work week and this was after our, our vacation to Thailand. Somehow found for our work week and Johnny FD's channel and Jabril's channel and all that and shit. And then I was like, oh, Digital Nomad? Oh, fuck. That's exactly fucking what I wanted. Found the four hour work week. It was saying all these things. Of course, you should run your business remote. Of course, it's possible. Of course, you, sh- you should live your life and travel the world. Like, why would you not? Like, we can now. And it was just like boom, light bulb on, and then that was just within within two years we were in we were in Chiang Mai. And yeah, Rome, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that experience is what would um, open open up uh, going from an introvert to like uh, more a little bit more extroverted. Um, traveling, like getting out of that comfort zone. Because I don't have I haven't I haven't worked a sales job before getting into closing. 
right? So um, I didn't have an experience. And yeah, my first sales calls were horrendous. But I guess traveling made me comfortable talking to new people. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, and even if you don't have that, you can still learn closing, I think, pretty quickly. Because there are frameworks out there. Um, and then it's about just taking as many calls as you can. Right. So going back to if someone's in a sales opportunity where there's not that many leads, right? well, then that means that they have other hours in their day that they're not closing. Right. So they could pick up another um, gig, taking a few leads there, a few leads here. You want to just get as much exposure. As a closer, it's your responsibility to, and I had to learn this the, um, the first time, it's really your responsibility to make sure your calendar is filled with good leads. You might have setters that put them in there, but if you kind of sit back and think, oh, they're not giving me any good leads, you're always going to lose against the top closers who are hungry and are, are making sure that their calendar is filled with great leads. If it's a bad lead, cancel them out, get a new one filled in. You have to be proactive. If you want to be making the 20, 30, 40K a month um, and more, you have to be really, really proactive. And that's, that's what I've seen. Um, which is why I'm like, okay, I have to get out of Asia. I love Asia. I don't want to leave Bangkok. Like, I really... I don't want to leave Thailand in general because you can, you can have a base in Bangkok, then you can come down to Phuket and, like, have this as well. Um, but Brazil is not a bad alternative. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and it'll can, be different. You, and you can be all day... Like, I, I totally get it. And that, that's one of the main, like, caveats of being, like, an influencer in the remote sales space now I am, I guess. And based in Asia, because you're going to have to make that sacrifice of working from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, if you, if you have your own agency, um, you have more control around um, Yeah, it, but if you're just right? getting started, you're going to want to open that up as much as possible. That being said, my good buddy Colton, uh, nomad bro out here, closes for an Australian company. So look for European companies slash influencers and look for Australians. And look for, you know, it's totally more than possible to, to take calls from folks in Europe and Australia. Yeah, I know, so. I know um, someone else that's closing for an Australian company. Um, the reason why the US base is um, good is, again, it depends on the, the company you're with or um, what options you have. But in the US, they have like a firm, right, which is a buy now, pay later. So if you're selling a high ticket item... A firm, which yeah. is the, okay, so is that attached to PayPal or something different? Uh, no, no. But PayPal also offer uh, they have a separate people to split payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's or, only for U.S. citizens. Uh, it dep- It depends on how the company set it up. Apparently, a firm does work in Canada and other places, but for whatever reason, um, that's not always available. Oh, is a firm attached to Stripe? Like you can send it. Um. No, or I think, you can uh, just have it on your. You can install that on your checkout page, and a firm. Yeah, option. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could set up so like if you go for Shopify, you can set up a firm as an option, as a PayPal. Option. You can have PayPal. You have credit card, PayPal, a firm. And so you can use that. Do you use that like as a as a closing tool? Yeah, because you. If price is their the, issue. Yeah, like if you're selling like five, ten, twenty k products. Um, they ask they, about payment they, plan. They they even if they have twenty k just say that they may not necessarily want to drop it all at once right mm. so they get the option of a payment plan um and you get the money like all, all at, at once, once that's, right? yeah so that really um 
makes a difference as well. PayPal also option, offers the option to split payments. Um, sometimes split it in three or four payments or sometimes they also offer uh, PayPal credit. They, they give you that option in checkout. And um, they, PayPal have their own buy now, pay later scheme where people can take a product that's like thousands of dollars and only have to pay $26 a month. Right? Yeah, so, but you as a seller get all the money up front. Right, and then the liability of them missing payments is with PayPal or Firm and stuff like that. That's so, so good. Oh, so I, I should start using that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you typically to get accepted by, and then in Europe there's Klarna. Klarna is also another ba- uh, based in Europe. So depending on what market you're selling in, um, those companies require to see. Um, they do a risk assessment on your business. So usually twelve months of revenue or more, um, a certain amount of revenue. And then I think depending on what you're selling, they might deem it as high risk, low risk. So um, you may or may not get accepted. But if you can get accepted, game changing. Closing rates go up, everything just goes up. Because now that whole, oh, I can't afford it. Oh, don't worry, we can do payment pass. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Boom, and so you get the money like up front. That and, then, yeah. and then, okay, so wa- walk me through how you do that because you were just talking about the checkout process when you lost internet. Yeah. So take me through... Um, how when they say they want to sign up how you go through the checkout process with them so um two over the two different uh, things like you can either be seeing their screen or you can be doing it over the phone right so depending on how you're closing again the, how the closing works you might be doing closing over a zoom call or you might be doing uh, closing over a phone call right and um either way you'll be on the phone when they're going through the checkout process. Um, with a firm, they have several steps, which makes it, it takes a bit clunky. Long. Yeah, it's a bit long. There's so many, like there's about three or four pages where things can go wrong. Right, right, right. right. Things go wrong. Sometimes a firm has issues with Shopify. Sometimes okay. um, a firm doesn't approve them. Because they'll say that they're making this much, and they'll yeah, say that they yeah, gotta go they're really a profit. Yeah, um, a firm does like a soft check, so it doesn't impact their credit score. But I've had I've had people that, yeah, you know, the th- I think the three K packages for me, kind of go through, um, and then a firm says no, we you have to put down fifty percent of the, the package, so fifteen hundred, for example, on a three K product, uh, fifteen hundred today. And then you can split the rest of the payments. Mm-hmm. And then they start fumbling. Uh, 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 I've had people hang up <laughs> when they've been rejected. Um, or just not say anything and then you can't get them back. So, um, yeah, there's, it's not like... With Stripe, I find Stripe is just almost seamless. Or like Apple Pay. You don't really have to worry about the details that it kind of goes through. Um, with a firm, there are several steps. They have to um, get a verification code, enter their phone number, get a verification code from a firm. Then a firm sometimes has to prove their identity. So sometimes while you're on the phone with them, um, they have to upload a picture of their driver license or take a photo of themselves and do verification. So that's, and I think that's also why um, you're there as a closer is because they wouldn't be able to navigate that themselves. And their their dropout rate at the basket would be high if you weren't there. And that's actually, that's what you're being paid for. Yeah. Not just handling the objections, but that. 
you're there, you're holding their hand to the payment. Yeah. To actually, like, a lot of people, compete. they go there with the intent to sign up, but they just need that extra fucking kick yeah. to put in their credit card and do it. Yeah. And so, okay, so that's interesting. This is bringing me back to my door-to-door days yeah. with the Comcast. We had to do, like, credit checks on, like, mm. I had to stand there with them and just, like, shoot mm. the shit about, oh, that's a nice, uh, what kind of tree is that? <laughs> like, you know, you got to be, like, having a conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be, like, oh, so, like, so one fun, one thing I do with my Amazon clients is, like, even before I jump into the Amazon stuff, but like, cool, before we jump into all the Amazon, you know, all that fun, fun shenanigans, uh, I like to ask fun, one fun question. It's like, uh, what, uh, what do you like to do on the weekends? What kind of hobbies are you into uh, over there in Denver? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a, every weekend I'm, a, I'm up boarding or hiking and then we can talk about it. And then, so like when you're going through that tedious process, you're like, I found just be like shooting the shit about like random shit, be friendly, have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, you want to take the tension out of it. Yeah, take I've the also, tension, icebreakers. Another thing as well that I started doing um, to avoid refunds uh, or like last minute cancellations um, or buyer's remorse. Um, with a firm, sometimes they charge interest. Right? These buy now, pay later credit card, depending on their credit score, they might be charged interest. You can, and this will be a mistake, but you can kind of, you know, kind of nudge them over the line. But then you're gonna have a refund, right? They, they're yeah. gonna try and cancel it because they weren't fully bought in. Yeah. So I've had situations where uh, we've got to the firm page, they've gone through the steps, and now we're we're one click away from me selling a five k deal, right? And I'm just there, just like, okay, so yeah, how do you feel? Before I would just um, not say anything, and I thought being quiet was the thing. Um, but now I've seen if there's interest, really ask them. So I, so I would be like. Um, yeah, so yeah, these are your options. Like, how do they look? Like, reconfirm. And then that's when they will come out, like, oh, well, you know, I've got these payments. I'm not sure. That's a lot of interest. And then I have to kind of... When you're closing, you're going from, like you said, being a consultant and being a coach, right? So a consultant is when you're... Um, they've come for you for information and you're kind of um, teaching them. When you're a coach, you're um, guiding them through more the emotions of it right that, that's the difference between being a consultant it's like you have an expertise you're subject, subject matter expert on something but if they have like emotional um, doubts and fears and stuff like that you have to switch to being a coach and you're guiding them through the mindset so when it comes to interest and they see the amount there um, if they're not happy with it you'll hear from tonality like oh I don't know then that's when I have to kind of say well you know these are your options. You can get in with a lower rate, but then if you pay, you can pay, start paying off more in the further months and you won't have to pay all this interest because you're only being charged interest, that total interest, if you take that long to pay off. So why don't you get in at the lower rate and then if you can pay off more, you can pay off faster instead of starting at this high rate. Um, or if you wanted to pay off sooner, you could do this with no interest. And I've had people say, oh yeah, I'll take that one, right? It's like it's right in front of them, but they can't see it. So you have to really educate them and then coach them through. Yeah, you, that's the top line thing of how much interest, but you can pay it off sooner. You can delay the first payment by 30 days. And then once they said, well, or once you hear that tonality change, like, oh, almost as if they're sitting up. Oh, yeah, okay, I like that. That's when I know that they're not going to refund. I've only had one refund. Um, um, and then when I went back and looked at that call, um, or two things, refunds are just 
just the more you close, it's just a part of the process, part of the right? Part of the process. In fact, someone said, if you're not getting refunds, you're not closing enough, yeah. right? And it's true. It's true. I've only started closing more this month, uh, beginning of this month. So then I started uh, to see like a refund. But I went back to the call and I watched it. He wasn't fully bought in uh-huh. with the interest, right? I think um, I even showed him how to kind of like delay the payment and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, no, I don't want to forget to pay. But when I listened to the tonality, he wasn't fully happy with it. So then, of course, he has buyer remorse. Yeah, um, he does 30-day refund. If you, if you, well, it depends on, like, what policy you offer, right? Yeah, yeah. Usually, it could be 72 hours, it could be 30 days, oh, okay. et cetera. I think it also depends on the product. Um, typically, like, if it's e-com, someone can get in, try and, like, download or, like, Grab as much information. And, you know, there's, there's bad actors everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. If it's just a video course. So, yeah. Can, if yeah. it's that, then they're going to try and, like, hoard all the information and then try and cancel it, right? You'll get, you'll get people like that. That's just yeah, part of the yeah, game. Yeah. When it's something like fitness, if they cancel, they're still... They're going to keep the weight. They keep their money, but they keep yeah. the weight as well, right? So, it's like... It's hard to kind of shortcut um, that. So, I think the product you sell as well, you have to be aware of. Some, pay, some people don't um, offer refunds because of that. Because right. it's, it's coaching. Of like, yeah. yeah, it's not a digital product. It's, yeah. we're, we're putting in our time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when you, and so what you were kind of alluding to is it's um, better to give them, make, let them make the choice of give them kind of like the optional close, which option works for you, and then let them figure out, let them make the final choice. Oh, yeah, actually, just paying the 3K now with no interest works best for me. Yeah, yeah. You still have to do like the assumptive because if you if you leave it wide open, they will take the cheapest yeah, yeah. option. Start start rolling right. with the assumptive, but yeah. if it if there's hesitant, give them the options. And, yeah. And so, so yeah, yeah. The, the, so the options are all a close, but it's like which one makes sense instead of before I used to make the mistake of yeah, like you could sign up or maybe you can't. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I'll do it myself. It's like, but you've been. No, it's like which, which package years. are we doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. Which, which sign yeah. up, which level tier are we doing? So you guys probably have like a, a 3K and a fucking you know, 10K or whatever package. And then so that, that kind of makes sense with the Affirm thing because I know a lot of companies, uh, you know, they'll, just, they'll offer split payments on their end. Like this program is either 10K or it's 3K a month for, for four months. But if you can do Affirm, then you might as well do it for that because yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the 10K now. Yeah, exactly. I see. Exactly. Um, it's just for, for new businesses um, or different risk categories, uh, a firm won't approve. Uh, so it depends on... So can you offer as a, as a downsell option, if, firm, if a firm doesn't approve them for a 10K thing, then you, can you say, all right, we can do split payments on our end? No. You guys yeah. don't do that? No, no. Uh, different, different, com- yeah, different companies would... Um, I've seen offers where they can't get access to a firm. Um, or a firm's making them wait a bit longer, right? Because they're taking on a lot of risk, right? So they, they don't roll it out for everyone. So other companies would um, do split payments, but then they have parameters around the split, right? Um, they will have a minimum amount of, let's say, a, a few hundred dollars because they don't want it to go that long. Like, they might only do split payments over six months because they don't want it to be... A firm, you can do 36 months. So someone can yeah. be paying over three years. Oh, right? oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's what a firm is. So they're, yeah. like, they're buying a 10K product and only paying like 100 bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I didn't even... So yeah. that's basically like had them having a credit card. Yeah. Have you, if a firm doesn't get approved, have you asked them, well, do you have a credit card? 
Uh, yeah, um, but usually with that foot credit card, they um, are going to get that hit, that, that 10K all at once, right? So they might not have the limit. Yeah, they might not Very have that limit. Very few people have 10K like more, yeah. So they might not have the limit, or even if they do have some extra runway uh, on there, they're scared of like maxing out their credit card, etc. And so in that case, can you offer as a down sell, okay, we'll split it on our end, 5K up front, plus, you know, three monthly payments of, of 2K or whatever, like... Uh well that that depends on uh, a, you yeah. yeah it depends on the company like, if it's if it's your agency it's your your business then you can do whatever you want if you're and, working and for your, and then your commissions will be typically different like yeah, obviously you'll get the yeah. maximum commission if they pay it full yeah um, that's what kind of just was what I've heard yeah exactly so it's it's also if you do a split um through a company like a firm you're still getting the full commission on let's say that 10k or that 20k. And then they're, it, now they're it's between it them and three, firm. Yeah, yeah, they're paying up over three years. Wow. Yeah. So over three years, 12 months, uh, yeah, six yeah. months. And so it makes it really, really accessible for way more people. Because yeah. right? you, get, you get people that really, really want to do it, but financially they, they've yeah. just been wrecked or yeah. it's like they can't do it. So if you can get a firm approved for whatever product you're selling, yeah. uh, game changer. And in the US, the, the PayPal has paying for now. Yeah, PayPal yeah. Has four, so PayPal has saved five of my deals, five of my deals. Before I never thought about it. Uh, now, when I'm going through the checkout process, and again, this comes from experience. Yeah. When when I'm asking them to add to cart, I'll say, oh, so you know, you can pay it full, or you can split it. You can split it with PayPal or firm. Have you got PayPal a PayPal account? And if they say yes, now I know. Okay, we'll try a firm first because it give better options. But I know I oh. can immediately. Uh, fall back on oh, PayPal. Okay. Um, if they or sometimes I might just go, I straight, go straight to PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, but PayPal doesn't always offer the split. Right, they it's, have an algorithm. It, yeah, it depends on who yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, based on the check. But when you yeah. when you still, when they log into their PayPal, um, they will see the option to pay in full or split it over two cards, um, and then they may or may not see the pay in full. That's not always presented. Right, so sometimes you go there. It's like no paying for or nothing right um or sometimes it's paying for or sometimes they get to buy now pay later depending on how good their credit is and stuff like that yeah so um it's depends who the customer is yeah so um, i'll go i'll go i'll try a firm first um and then fall back to paper and i saved a few deals uh or i may just um go sh- try paper first and then go to a firm but if they if they don't get approved by paper they very unlikely to go to get approved by a firm by, yeah, yeah that makes sense and so, and so, is your guys' checkout page on Shopify? Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of the things I've um, used have been through Shopify. That is, that is the. I don't know anyone who seriously sells online um, outside of like Amazon that uses like a WordPress and like this, 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 this. You can, you can, but it's like when it comes to scaling, Shopify was built for e-commerce. Um, you can use Woo, uh, WooCommerce on WordPress and stuff like that, but I just haven't seen, I haven't seen it from um, what I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, most Free people it. for checkout, either they just send a direct Stripe invoice yeah. or, they'll, or they'll have a, a, a cart thing like ThriveCard or like oh, yeah, card yeah. or whatever, or they'll just send a direct PayPal invoice. Mm. Those, are the, those are the most common. But overall, what the takeaway here is on the closing calls, you get your commission by walking them through 
until the yeah. payment is done. And that's yeah. a whole different set of skills with yeah. then like, okay, you think about it. Okay, uh, yeah, can, I, can I send you an email next week? Okay, no, 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 that's not what this game is. This yeah, game yeah, yeah. Is, a, is, a, is a whole trick, tips and tricks to get people, okay, to pay now. That's how you get paid. That's what you're getting hired for. You're getting hired for people, the businesses to, to close them, to pay now. Not just to convince them that like, oh, I really want it, but like, yeah, next month I'm totally down. Okay, I'll follow up with you then. No, 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 no. You are hired to get them to pay now on the call, which is a whole different bag of tricks. Like the, the shit that like I learned in door to door. There's so many of these things creating the urgency can't do it now i've got to do it it's like so many of these tips and tricks you got to come out and so that's one of the messages that i'm putting out and getting very clear to guys that want to transition to corporate b2b sales where it's maybe many calls long sales process yeah over to closing like, uh, i'm like okay. how much closing have you done yeah how yeah. much one and i say this in the dms one i go call. how many one call closes have you done uh, well, no, I haven't done that because I, I do software sales for the, it's completely, it's, yeah, yeah. you, you can pick it up quickly, yeah. but you need the, to, to the, the training to, to get what I'm calling closer certified or closer yeah. ready. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because when you're doing B2B, it's usually like a three to six month sales cycle. You're going, you're back from four follow up. That's at least, natural. At least one call, at least yeah. two calls. Uh, I, uh, my, I'm typically two, two calls. Right. Yeah, close, yeah. So like I, I well when when it comes to like IT software, um those are like um six tend to be six figure deals, maybe seven figure deals, and they just drag out. So if someone comes from that background. Like the million dollar deals, yeah. yeah, those are many calls, yeah. Yeah, those drag out. So people are used to the follow up and oh I need to think about it, I need to talk to that person. Oh yeah, no worries, right? Oh no, 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 no. When you're closing, yes, you should worry. <laughs> you should absolutely worry. Like I used to believe and it sounds so believable in the beginning. But you are losing money every time you let someone get off the phone. Yeah, um, that's that's the skill that you're learning. Like when, like I've been watching, you know, all the videos on YouTube, the Dan Lock, the Hormozy, like the the most common ones. Like oh, I got to talk to my spouse. Let me think about it. Let me process this. Okay, can I don't you, make can, rash can, decisions. Can, yeah, I don't make I don't make <laughs> decisions on the spot. Like yeah. oh, a, a pain now. Oh, oh, that's what you're the skill that you're learning. That's this whole game. That's how motherfuckers are making twenty k a month, thirty k a month. Because they're selling these 10K, 20K, 30K programs, and they're getting $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 commissions. And they're taking, let's just say, yeah, fucking, how many calls a day? Uh, they're doing, the top closers are workaholics. Like, it, it's, you don't have to do this. But if, if you want to make like 30, 40, 50K, <laughs> these people are doing like uh, 14 hour days. Uh, maybe taking one or two breaks, like intense. Like 10 calls? like. Oh, no, 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 like um, 20 calls, 20, 30 calls. And these are 30-minute blocks? Yeah. Back-to-back? Back. Yeah. Maybe with 15-minute space in between? Um, no. Or just like straight back-to-back? Back. Like, right, I got to get to the next call. And that can help you with closing, by the way. Yeah. Like, I've seen that on some videos. Like, act like, hey, by the way, I got to get on the next call. Like, um, So, hey, like, would you like to move forward or not? Like, yeah, like I got even this. It's 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 the it's the uh, well the the thing as well is you're gonna have uh, no shows. So things that just happen in general with um, closing is you're gonna get no shows. You're gonna get last minute cancellations. Um, statistically, this is just gonna happen. Right, you're gonna get refunds, um, objection handling, and stuff like that. 
so let's say you have 20 calls booked in for the day or like 10 calls booked in for the day um, and your show up rate is 50%. So you're only going to actually speak to five oh, people. Oh, 50% is about right? average? Uh, or it varies, it varies. Yeah, like yeah. Show, your show up rate, you can, you can um, uh, dictate that based on how much communication you have with them before the call. You can improve that by text yeah. messaging and stuff. Yeah, so like actually getting them excited, reconfirming how long before that slot um, did they book the call. So if they booked it a week ago, anything could have happened. If they booked it last night, more likely to actually show up. It's still fresh in their mind. So you can control your show up rate. But let's just say, to make the numbers easy, let's say your show up rate is 50%, right? Um, I've had times where my show up rate was much lower, like 18% or 20%. Right? So mo- most of the uh, time, my calendar is just red. With hmm. cans- no, no show, no show, yeah. no show. So, um, which is going to affect your numbers, right? If your show up rate is low, um, then even if you have a great closing rate, someone that has a similar or worse closing rate than you, but a higher show up rate, it's just going to be on more calls. So statistically, they're going to make more money. So you have to improve your show up rate and your closing rate. So let's say your show up rate is 50%. Um, even if you have 10 calls booked in, you just know only five people are going to show up. You don't know which five, but you're only going to be... So your breaks naturally come in as well. That's why it's more beneficial if you really want to make these um, high numbers to stack your calendar because you're not going to have a 100% show up rate. Right. Don't so, be afraid to stack it yeah, back to back 30 minutes. Yeah. Just psh. So if you, if you put like all these breaks in yourself, like, oh, you know, I don't want to burn out, and then your show up rate is 50%, you've only booked in four calls, you're not only going to speak to two people. And if your closing rate is um, 30%, you're going to have to go through several days, right? Because you would have to have 50% closing rate to close one of those two people that actually showed up. And this is where people mess up. And this is where I messed up in the beginning. I didn't book enough calls. I didn't understand my numbers. You have to know your numbers and you have to really watch your numbers and keep seeing when they go up and down, figure out um, why it's um, going down. So why your short rate is going down, why your closing rate is going down and then improve that because it has a material impact. Uh, so booking enough calls means literally on your Calendly opening enough slots yeah. and you have control of that. Oh yeah, exactly. So open enough slots. Well, if you're in a place where there's not a lot of lead flow, you can't really control that. Yeah. But still, even with that, you can book enough um, calls where you're like, whoa, this is going to be a busy day. But then you have to know what your, your show up rate is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're going to have these breaks where someone doesn't show up. And even if they say, yeah, 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 I can't wait to speak to you in an hour. I've had people five minutes before. Oh, I'm sorry, something came up. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, same. It's not a problem if you've got your calendar stacked. It's like, okay, fine. It's a problem if you only had three calls booked in, yeah. two of them no-showed, and then one person got on the phone, didn't have money. So you've made no sales that day. Yeah. All right, so stack your calendar. Um, breaks are going to come in anyway. And you don't have to do that all the time. You might do a week where you really grind, and then another week you kind of slow down. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about closing. It's like you can open and close your calendar uh-huh. based on yeah. what your goals are. Yeah, you, you can take a four-day weekend easy. Yeah. It's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the... That's, and I was just put it on my, on my story yesterday. It's one of my favorite things about being my own boss is, uh, yeah, you can take four-day weekends anytime. And in other forms of freelancing, like managing the clients, you can't necessarily. Yeah, you can't yeah, necessarily because yeah. you got you to gotta check those ads on Friday, yeah. like every Friday. <laughs> and, you know, unless you have a team, like if you're a solo freelancer. And so with the unique thing about freelance closing is it's no client management. It's just... It's just fucking doing the slam dunk and then peace. Yeah. That and that's off. so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. You don't have any clients. Like no client is going to text you or you're not going to wake up, open your laptop and have an angry email from a client. Yeah. 
okay, maybe like you said, like some guy was mad, like whatever, but you're but, not, but you're not it, responsible it, for delivering results like later. Yeah, even but even if they contact me after, hey, like I want a refund, blah blah. Okay, here's the support email. Like my my when that call ends, my job is done. Yeah. Right, I've closed or I haven't. And anything after that, support because they're a separate team. Like I'm not customer service. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. And you have to really maintain. It's called like controlling the frame of the call because sometimes people get on just to complain about something else, right? Just they, a rant. Yeah, just a, oh, like oh, I, I bought this, and if you don't take control of that call and say, hey, look, um, there's another team that deals with this. Yeah, listen, hey, you need to contact them about that. Um, I can talk about this, but if you don't want to talk about that, then just gonna end the school. Yeah, right? you, you, you say it in a nice way. Yeah, but yeah, you you want to protect your time yeah, as a closer. Yeah. Uh, because depending on what your what the offer is, some they might have a base. Um, I think most don't, right? Like the ones I've done, hundred percent commission, and yeah, yeah. usually um, when it's hundred percent commission, that's because either the lead flow is good or the products are good, so you don't need a base, right? People will want to work if, for you. If, anyway. Yeah, if I if I see that as a base now now from what I've seen, it probably means that. They need to give you something to keep you there, right? Uh, because it's, it's not, not that be. great. Yeah, you wouldn't give a base if the leads and the products were converting at such a rate that people are making way more than the base. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I know people that work um, in London and they work in sales and they get a base, they go to the office and stuff like that, but you're working Monday to Friday. Like, once, once you pay the base as well, there's more expectation of you. You can't just do these four-day weekends, right? Because you're being paid a salary. And that's, that's closer to the nine-to-five. That pretty much is a nine-to-five kind of trap um, when you do that. Um, when you have no base, it's the closest, I think, you can get within a job to running your own business. Right, because you you can open and close your calendar. Like I opened my calendar the first week of this month. I've closed it for the last three. When I was in Samui the other day, I opened it, closed the deal, and then closed my calendar again. That is so like <laughs> that is so guys. I want to get this. That is that is life. Just that right there is life changing because ninety nine point nine nine percent of people cannot close off a week, and just what like. I've been thinking about this more and even I can't close off a week because I have team calls to run. I have, you know, I I did take off two weeks earlier this year and last year I took off two weeks, but the first three years of my agency, I realized looking back, no weeks off. Yeah, yeah, no weeks off. But that's the beauty about this form of freelancing is you you could work one week and then three weeks vacation, and then one week, and then three weeks vacation, or one and alter. Hey, do you want to go do a two-week fucking retreat or whatever, travel the world for two weeks? Boom, you can grind for two weeks, and then go vacation for two weeks. What type of thing gets you that? It's, it's a very special, bro. I, I've, I've been in this game for years and years and years, and that is very rare. Most people are either remote employee or they're a freelancer, they're managing clients, and you can't tell your clients I'm going on two week vacation. Or they're, you know, running their own agency, you know, agency where you're the boss. I still have to manage my team. Okay, I I can take a week week off, two weeks off. I can now I'm actually add to that place, but not to the it, it there would still probably be some some balls. There's respons- yeah, there's responsibility that you still have to think about, even when you're off, right? Yeah. It's my- in my mind, like, oh, yeah. shit, like, uh, are they going to, like, you know. 
And I feel like, um, for me, no one that I close will ever see me on social media. So I'm never worried about what I'm doing, if I'm out partying and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like when you, if you're running an agency or you're doing something where your clients find your social media, unless it's part of your brand, right? If, unless people expect you to be doing that travel lifestyle, even if you've been grinding the Monday to Friday and like really doing the work, if they're, and there's always going to be a delay on something, if they see you out enjoying yourself, they might start, you know, start to feel like, oh, well, you're not taking this that seriously. Um, and it depends. It depends on the kind of clients you've got and stuff like that. Whereas with, um, like before this, I had a remote job and I've still got that job. So mm. that's why I've been balancing the two. Mm. But closing is going to get me out of the first one. I see, Completely, yeah. right? But um, I, so that was what I was using as my base. So before, it was um, very restrictive, right? Because it's a remote job, which is great. You can travel. Before, I used to kind of have the mindset of like, I'm never working for anyone again. I remember one time I deleted my CV. I was like, I'm never... Now what I tell people <laughs> now is don't be entitled like the way I was, right? Like I, I used to be a software developer and the amount that you make as a software developer in London ranges when you go contracting from 300 to 500 pounds a day. Right, so that's like between seven to um, 10K a month or like five to 10K a month. Um, so I used to think if I can't match that, then I have to do my own business. Right, because I don't want to downgrade, I don't want to like go backwards or get a job that doesn't pay as much. Now what I've learned is if you want to be remote, you have to um, make your options as wide as possible if you have nothing right now. And then when you've got, whether it's a remote job or you're working for a friend or whatever it is, use that as a stepping stone until you get the next thing. It's not a place that you're going to settle. right? It's like a stepping stone. Yeah. So use that remote job. So I think like two months after we last spoke and last did that podcast, back then I was talking about this agency I was going to start, I was going to do um, yeah, SMS social media, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Really excited about it. Um, and then I got a job like a few weeks after that. And then I signed a client for Amazon Marketing um, like a week after that. So then I had a job and a, uh, a client and I didn't have time to actually grow the agency or the brand or do any, any of that stuff. Did that for a year. Client went away. Still had the job. Um, and then I thought, wow, this job has been consistent. I should have done this two years ago. Like, I should have got a job sooner uh, until I found closing, right? So it's just, which is, again, it's a, it's a job, but you're freelance. Uh, when I close my calendar, I'm not worried about, uh, like you said, someone um, sending out an angry email as long as I've handled all my leads properly. So the worst thing you could do, and I see some people do it, is they have their calendar stacked and then for whatever reason they wake up on a day and they're like, oh, I can't take this course and they try and give calls away. So it, mm. it, it messes up. Um, people can get lost in um, the handoff. So let's say we're working on the same team I had 10 calls, and for whatever reason, I can't take them. I try and give them to you. Uh, so you have to now reschedule every single person for a time that they didn't select and try and give them another option. So it just gets messy. So as long as you, if you're closing, as long as you close your calendar off so no one's booked in with you, you don't have to reschedule anyone. You're not going to come back to any angry emails. Um, the only emails I get now are, oh, I'm trying to book another time, but your calendar's closed. Right? I was going to ask you a follow-up question about this. So w let's say you have 30-minute 
um, blocks scheduled back to back. Great conversation. They're almost paying. And then 30 minutes is up and you got to go to the next call. What do you do? Uh, I text the next call say I'm running late. Text so, the next call. You handle this call now. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. The, the saying that I had back in um, IT, uh, but it's general, is a bird in hand is better than two in the bush. So if yeah, you have yeah, yeah. someone, get it done now. Yeah, if yeah. you have someone on the call that is bit, you've you've mentally conv- uh, closed them on doing it. Now you're just doing the transaction. There's no point in rushing to the next call. That might be a no show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they what might be yeah. a show. What I've done sometimes is on Google Meets, you can open up two at the next time. Two, oh, two, two okay, calls yeah, at the same yeah, yeah. time. That's why I do Meets and not Zoom. Yeah. Now I switch. I just, like I, I like it a lot better. Just like a little tidbit. And then you can see if they're there. And then when they pop on, I'll say, hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, I'm just wrapping up this other call. Like, I'll be, I'll be here. Like, hang tight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. But normally it's a, it's a client that I already know. They already know me. Yeah, you can yeah. do that with Google Meets. You can have a bunch of tabs with different calls going. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, you can't do that. You're, yeah. you're in that room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely... I've, I've become faster about getting to the pitch. Because uh, that's what it's about. You have 30 minutes... Right. You want to do discovery. Um, you want to dis- discovery as long as you need to, but you want to ask um, targeted questions. Yeah. You don't want to waste time talking about their kids and this and that yeah, you get if it's not down. relevant. Right? If you can get discovery done in the first 10 minutes um, to the point or, or faster, like I've seen people do it in six minutes because uh, they ask targeted questions that then qualify or disqualify the person. Uh-huh. If this disqualified them, then they're going to wrap up that call in the next five minutes and save 20 minutes. So then you have 20 minutes to do admin, to check if the next person's going to show up, check the following calls and stuff like that. Because if you're doing it back to back, you need to use every single minute to do these little tasks. In I, yeah, I thousand percent know where you're at. And I was going to ask you that too. If someone cancels and you have that 30 minutes block open, like what are you doing? Um, I'm updating. So let's say I closed someone, but then next person cancels. I'm then going into the system and I'm closing out that lead so that I get paid. Um, I'm checking the leads after that cancellation to see if they're going to cancel or not. Uh, depending on how close it is to the call, if they cancel like an hour before, I might have time to open up that slot again for it to be filled by a new uh, person. Yeah. But if it's like five minutes before... Just this, delete that calendar event and then you're yeah. open. But if it's five minutes before, it's unlikely... Uh, to book someone else in. And if it does, usually I've seen that they are so... It's too fresh that they haven't had time to see anything. Yeah. So they haven't watched any video. They haven't been able... They haven't had enough time to be warmed up. So those are usually bad leads as well. Like they've just, they've just booked it. So then the objection is, oh, I haven't even had a chance to look at XYZ because I've just, I've just done it. So I don't take calls from people that have just booked it now yeah, so uh, or just just purchased uh, i'm curious about this like is is it sometimes when like they're ready to go but um they schedule a call to and you handle it on call to is that sometimes or is that pretty much never oh like a follow-up like let's I... say like let's say like the, the affirm is not working but like i, I want to do this like but every it, there's just like some sort of block yeah. and we got to reschedule to yeah. to uh, yeah, no, that happens. A firm, a firm has, um, it's great, but yeah, there's been several, over 10 deals that I'm, I'm watching a 3K or 5K or 10K just just go down the toilet because there's issues. I'm like, oh, we'll do a follow-up. And then you try and like contact them again. Doing the follow-up, yeah. Um, I've only had one person actually show up for the follow-up. 
okay. and close. But you you schedule the follow up. So yeah. if it makes sense, yeah. Like if they ask for a follow up, like so you'll you will you will take that you will agree to follow ups rather than like hey you know what to be honest we don't really take follow ups that kind of approach. Yeah, it's only only um, say that when they are still they're not bought in. So if they're at a firm, they've already um, they've already been. Um, convinced right they're on board and now it's just a technicality um of doing it and then what happens is if they don't close then they may just disappear because they have they get off the call when you're on a call when you're on a sales call emotions are kind of ranging right and it's at its highest point when they're sold in you've dug into their pain you've handled their objections you've circled back to what you found out in discovery to kind of um really remind them of the gap between them and you, like they've come to you for a solution, why they need to do it, why now is the right time, why I can't wait. Uh, you've gone through all of that. So their emotions, they're ready, like, yes, I have to do it. That's what you're getting paid for as a yeah. closer, right? It's, you get you're, them, you're you in that get them while they're excited yeah. because excitement is part of everything. The yeah. moment they, the call ends, they go back to their life and then their doubts come in. Maybe they go and tell someone that, hey, Riley, like, I'm thinking about signing up for this thing. It's like 5K. And then you're like, what, 5K? Why would you? Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Right? Or if, if, they, if they're married or they're in a relationship, they'll tell their partner, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm signing up for this thing. I've, I've had this a few times. I'm signing up for this thing. Um, like when they couldn't pay on the call, uh, you know, I, I think I have to go to like ask my partner to kind of transfer some money, blah, blah. Yeah. And they don't have the information or the skill to tell their partner the way I explained it to them. All they're going to hear is, how much is it? They're going to miss everything else. How much is it? 10K? Forget it. (laughs) And then it just gets shut down. So I'll then, with the um, follow-ups, when I'm texting them to confirm that they're going to show up to the next call, oh, you know what? Had some time to think about it and we kind of decided, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so... Oh, I had some time, had a conversation, or I texted him, oh, I had a conversation with your partner. Go, oh, you know, I, I'm, and then all these reasons that they didn't say on the call come out of the woodwork. Oh, I'm trying to buy a house, trying to do this, but I'm like, so. Yeah, you'll you'll convince you, yourself either yeah, way. If you don't close them on the call, it's highly unlikely. Um, you can make, you can, yes, you can absolutely get them in the follow up. That is true. But only for people that you totally feel, you feel, you yeah. gotta feel the person out. Yeah. yeah, only, yeah. If, only if you can totally feel that they're genuinely in, they just, I can't do it right they have now. to run right now or yeah. there's some sort of block, then that's the mm. job that we're in. We're, we're, we're listeners, we're communicators, we do what we do, what makes sense. So, yeah. That's another thing, actually, that point. Uh, I stopped taking calls when someone's in a car driving. Uh huh. I had one guy, he was pissed. Pissed. He was like, hey, yeah, like, uh, I was like, oh, wait, no, sorry. I should have said, I can't do these calls. Well, oh, but, you know, it'll just be quick. I just want to ask you guys, like, no, 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 no. Can't do it. If you want to reschedule, we can reschedule. Ah, oh, okay, fine, whatever. So now I can cancel the call. Because if I take that call, I know he's not going to close. He's driving. Yeah. Right? He can't, he can't do any information. So if I go through that whole call, it's not going to close. It's going to affect my numbers. So it's going to affect the number of leads I, the quality of leads I get. So you really have to, with every call, be thinking about your numbers. If it's highly unlikely that that is going to close and you've got a reason, that a legitimate reason to not take the call, you should proactively yeah. kind of shut it down. That's why it says it on the, on the calendar confirmation screen. It says, mm. hey, we have just a couple things for you to prepare. Yeah. You need to be in a quiet place yeah. um, with good internet. 
Um, and then, so, you know, we've all seen these on when you book discovery calls with companies and, and also there's this video to watch. And so yeah. like a text, a common text, um, follow up before the call would be like, Hey, did you get a chance to watch the video? And then paste the video, place the YouTube video in that, te- in that text message, in that WhatsApp so they can watch it. Um, plus there's many tips and tricks to via text messaging before the call. Yeah. And but, it makes a um, big difference. But yeah, it's 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 a requirement because it probably says it on your guys' confirmation page that you must be in a quiet place and he wasn't, so Yeah. You're you're legit to say that. Yeah. And but and they don't read that stuff. They they get like automated emails, text messages. Yeah. And at some point when they get so much information, they just gloss over it. Or if they think it's just a bot, right? You can tell when something's an automated message. They just don't read it. Right. So you have to now um personalized messages use some emojis like do something that's specific to them so that they actually respond so one thing i've started doing is i'll um, say hey xyz excited to speak to you at the time have you used zoom before right it's such a simple question that they can answer yes yes i have no i haven't if they don't respond now i know they're likely to be a no-show right because they're just not responding to a very simple message it's not a wall of text it's like, hey, I'm sorry to speak to you. Have you used Zoom before? Yeah. When they say yes, they all show up. Yeah. I would put, put something custom like in there like, uh, hey, sorry to speak to you. I, I saw that you, you know, you're in this situation. Like, I, I saw that you played, played rugby. That's cool. Me too. Awesome. Uh, by the way, just making sure, do you have the link for the call in 30 minutes? Yeah. It's like, that's like one. Yeah. And they'll see, I have the link or I don't have the link. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that, another way of asking a yes or no, an easy question. Yeah, yeah. That, well, with the Zoom one, um, I need to get back. And this is another reason why I need to leave Asia. Um, the time like now, everyone's sleeping in the US, right? So the time that I could go back and forth before the call is limited because right. people were complaining about getting texts at midnight or 1 a.m. Right? Put your phone on silent. They don't, they don't do it. So... It, it was kind of um, put in place where it's like no text messages can go through at a certain time. And it just happens to be daytime in Asia, right? So that's another reason why that's very true, it's yeah. difficult um, in this particular um, role. I, I realized Asia. I need to schedule my emails to send at 9 a.m. Yeah. instead of sending them now. Yeah. Uh, yeah when yeah, I'm yeah. doing all my follow-up emails. Yeah, because, yeah. So I wish you could do that in WhatsApp. I bet there's probably a, an app for that, but... Yeah, schedule them to arrive at 8 yeah. a.m., whatever. So, yeah, depending on the tool, you can schedule, and I need to improve that. Like, in terms of how I'm going to improve my numbers. Do you use uh, WhatsApp for, for text or SMS via, like, close.io or some CRM? I've used, it's, it's through a CRM. I've used Close before. I've used um, GHL. I've used Schedule once. Uh, I've used a few different ones. Ah, Schedule um, once, yeah. Which one do you prefer in, in like... Um, I think... I think close was slick, but I, I, I think that the platform, your experience with it depends on the tier that your company has kind of got. So mm. if you have a big sales team, the amount of load on that server based on whatever your tier is will impact how fast or how slow it loads. So I've been in small teams and I've been in big teams and, um, because I can't see the back end. I don't know exactly what's happening. But in a big team, I'm trying to load up a lead's information and it will crash or something else, right? Um, so we've kind of, sometimes we have to move to a different platform. Um, 
Okay. So as long as you're not for, for like a fucking super, super big, 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 clothes might crash. Okay, cool. Clothes didn't crash. It was uh, oh. it was GHL, but a lot okay. of people like GHL and GHL. Oh, I never heard of GHL. It's go high level. Oh, go high level. Yeah. Okay. So, I, someone was just asking that about. Yeah. You know, it, you, it integrates like your calendar, text, email, all into one platform. Oh. So I can understand why people like it instead of like using five different tools. Okay. Um, but if you're in a team where there's a lot of people, it can. Um, have loading issues yeah, it seems like it, it might yeah yeah, so, yeah. where close is more robust enterprise ready yeah what about schedule once i've i've, I haven't, I haven't I've used messed that. around with it i haven't used that too much i've only like logged in um so i'm i'm gonna start using that soon um for for your calendar booking instead of calendly or what don't, don't for, use calendly for specifically at all. what so with calendar bookings um i've used calendly before and then that was linked with um Google Calendar. So I was just seeing, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of, in the pipeline, I wasn't in the, can, like, I didn't really use Calendly that much. Um, Leeds would book the appointment through Calendly, but I would see it pop up in my Google Calendar. Okay, yeah, um, I got it. With yeah. GHL, because everything's it, in GHL. Yeah, and they book through the company's Calendly, which yeah. rotates through their sales team. Yeah. Right, like in a round robin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do it like that. And um, you get your individual calendar link as well. Um, the schedules and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think if you can get like GHL on a fast tier or whatever, depending on the team you're on, um, it makes sense. Everything's in one place. Because you have the funnels there too. Yeah. That, that was the reason yeah. I was going to switch over from Calendly over, you know, Thrivecart. Do they have the, the checkout on Go High Level as well? Like... What, what like, you mean, uh, like the metrics because or? it's it's basically a thri- a, a click funnels competitor as well so you can have like the webinar there as well set up like oh. like like lead like uh, yeah funnel pages landing pages uh maybe it's not being used that because shopify okay. is being used okay um but i guess but in terms of a crm and okay. yeah i guess if you um wanted to like and you can schedule it auto sms's and stuff yeah. like that yeah and you guys use that yeah and you okay. can you can see the um, the funnel metrics as well. That makes sense because I'm doing like just like one. I'm not taking high level of calls, but I'm doing one off personalized WhatsApp messages. Right. Um, okay. But if you're doing volume, then do you have like a, a customized SMS where there's like custom fields like hey, it puts your name and then it puts. Or, Clo- are, you, Clo- are you writing those out? Close does that. Close does um, that. Yeah, yeah, close. You like have at username and then yeah. it will just like autofill okay. uh, maybe ghl does i to be honest i haven't put the time in to understand that it probably makes it's more effective anyway just write a quick little custom message like yeah. you said you can do templates on both of them i think in general like crms you can do templates and you can do this kind of stuff i need to dive into it um and i will when i move to south america uh, but for now it was more um I spend the whole day kind of doing whatever I am doing in Asia. Yeah. And then at 9 p.m. I'm getting ready. So I'm jumping on sales meetings at like midnight or 1 yeah. a.m. It's like, good morning, guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that is draining. Um, if you're selling to the U.S., you have a U.S. best team. Uh, like you said, you can sell for Australian companies as well. Um, when I've tried to sell to the Australian market, it was just a very different... Um, type of prospects uh, and they would have to pay in full as well so 
All I was here was like, oh, no, that's too much. Oh, God. So, yeah. So I kind of just got you, Yeah, you could, you, if you're in Asia, you could close for UK market. Close for UK market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that type of zone. It's just the US is such a bigger market. Um, so right, you yeah, just have... Size, yeah. So you're going to have... Um, that lead flow. It's the most, it's the that's most what common it's about. situation you're going to mm. be in. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's it. And the, you know, that's on the flip side. Uh, so in my life, my daytimes are completely free to fuck around, sauna as long as I want, do YouTube videos. And so I happen to actually be a night owl my whole life in college. My power hour to, to study for my exams and do all the shit was like fucking 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. until the library closed. So that uh, okay. I've always, ever since a kid, when I look back, been a night owl, and they've they've actually found like genetic links and shit. I'm a total night owl on fire during night time. Um, so there's pros and cons. Um, oh, that's why when I texted you yesterday, you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do work tonight." Yeah, yeah last, last yeah, night. Yeah. Last night, normally my Friday is booked out, but I had next weekend. I have a four day weekend, um, birthday party, boat parties, and all that shit coming up. Um, fucking camera just died, but we'll keep going. We'll wrap. We'll wrap it up. You gotta get to the airport anyway. Oh yeah. Um, we'll do audio only for the to the last uh, last segment. And so next weekend I have four day weekend coming up. And so this weekend, like if I'm not if I have no events like parties scheduled, I'll work because I, I love yeah, what I yeah. do. Like I'm building what I do. I love yeah, yeah. build my agency. I'm building a new course about fucking closing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I, that's what I love doing. I love building and like building my own shit. Yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes, like, to be honest, that is the thing I do like about Asia is um, if you're ahead of your clients or your customers, you can spend time in the sun, um, relax during the day and not feel like you're working all the time and then work at night when people are going to be indoors anyway. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's different. It's, it's pros and cons. It's, it's love and hate, you know? It's, it's light and dark, you know, if we're going to use that analogy because the, the having your daytime free is, is very unique. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. very unique and it's it's a very unique setup i have no priorities or no schedule and sometimes i do have schedule calls during the day for example with my asia team my video editors um some clients might be uh in europe um you know calls with other digital nomads that we're partnering with like yeah i'll have scheduled calls like yeah we scheduled a 1 1 p.m you're gonna come over we do this yeah and so I might have like one or two scheduled things Monday like during the daytime. But then like I can work out whenever I want. I can work out twice. I can go fuck around. But in exchange for that, if you're cool with it, you can be power hour with my fucking headset on from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, and then Focus you, is and quiet. then you and then you wind down, which is a which is a negative to wind down because after that call, your brain is wired. It takes me an hour or two just to yeah, just yeah. to wind down. Like yeah. if I finish a call, if I, the la- my last call is at one thirty, I close my laptop at two. I'm gonna maybe get in my bed covers at three and then asleep at like three thirty. So and yeah, everyone yeah. has their own thing of how fast they can fall asleep and how fast they can wind down, which is a whole another fucking topic but you know all i know is i normally sleep for eight or nine hours right. and, you know i i get i get my sleep and <laughs> yeah, so okay. whether that started my day at 10 10 30 11 30 12 30 it, it doesn't matter to me because i yeah. my day is totally free so yeah, yeah yeah exactly i tried doing calls morning and evening to try and keep it within um my daytime and that was a nightmare 
-hmm. Like, so I tried to wake up at, I tried waking up at 4 a.m. to take evening calls in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and I remember you asked uh, about Leeds morning, evening. Yeah. Depending on where, like, the, the offer that you're on, you can have a lead flow throughout 24 hours. So if you open up your calendar the whole day, mm. you'll be fully booked out. Uh. I found that there were more no-shows and cancellations in the evening because people go through their day, they've had a bad day at work or blah, 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 blah. Um, so they're more likely to cancel. In the morning, you wake up yeah, the calls thing, in the hour. In the yeah. So I find I prefer morning to early afternoon. Yeah. But I found the same thing. Most evening people, Most people book the call at 9, 10, 11 or 12. Yeah. But I've always wondered about that because don't people have, like, jobs? But I guess a lot more and more people work from home and they can take a call. Yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of calls where people are at, at work uh -huh, and they're okay. taking, like, a quick... And again, in the morning, you can kind of, like... 9 a.m., maybe people can't because they're just walking in if yeah. they're working in the office. But 10, 11, they've kind of done their morning meeting and it's kind of like that, that slow time before lunch. People seem to be able to sneak away from work. Um, I don't like it when they're working in the office because at any moment that could be the objection. Oh, I have to go, right? Oh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. like, it's hard to kind of like combat that. Um, but evening calls, yeah, last minute cancellations. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm still at work, blah, blah. Um, terrible. So I just stopped doing it and my quality of life improved because now if I'm up until... Uh, I was stopping at two, but when I stopped doing the morning calls... Um, if I'm up until five, I can just sleep without worrying, oh, I have to be here at this time, yeah. etc. So that has been great. Yeah. And then I wake up, I'll go to the pool, I'll be in the you sun, I'll go to the gym. Want, yeah. um, I've woken up at midday, sometimes 2 p.m. Because I know yeah. I need to get the sleep in because I'm going to start at 9 or 8 p.m. Yeah. So I, I, uh, <laughs> it's pros and cons to that too. Because like one... It's, it's a con because like hey I could sleep in as long as I want let's just fucking do that you yeah, know yeah, but yeah, when you yeah. have a call at 9am you're getting after it and you, maybe you work more hours so everything everything is pros and cons and so you're going to be going over to US time and you're going to be waking up and be taking calls at 9am 10am 11am yeah, yeah but yeah. you can take more calls yeah and that's 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 exactly. you know, the, the normal 9 to 5 you know schedule yeah if you want to I'll be doing when I get there. I'll but you can enjoy sunset. I can enjoy sunset too. Yeah. And you can be done by five. Six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah. See here, we can, I can enjoy sunset. I had to. I had to make a choice between sunset and sunrise. I was like, I never really want to wake up. Sunrise is kind no, of disappointing think, yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> um, that's why I yeah. started taking calls until five a.m., uh, four a.m. Yeah. yeah. When I move over I to South America. Yeah, I'll be working a normal day. And it just also means there's, a, again, a definitive... Um, one, I'm going back to my circadian rhythm, which yeah. is so important for health as well. Right. Um, I notice when I sleep at two and when I sleep at five, very different impacts. Two, I don't think it's too late yeah. to, get, uh, to end the course. Um, I was just losing out on all those deals by stopping that early. Yeah. Um, when I go over to South America, yeah, I'm going to be doing like I do now, 10, 10 to 12 hour days um, just for the closing. Uh -huh. So right now I'm doing that across two jobs. Yeah. Um, eventually I'll just be doing closing and I'll be doing 10, 12 hour days because in a month I can pay off six. Yeah. Right? So every month, it's just buy, to me it's about buying time. Yeah. Right? When you get to the 20, 30, 40K, yeah. um, I checked, the. I don't know if it's true, but it said that the... Average US salary is 50k a year. 
Yeah. Right? And I've seen people do that in a month. So it's like, it, yeah. it pays off to, to really grind for yeah. one or two quarters. I was, was going to say, like, what's your, what's your forecast game plan? Like, grind these 10-hour days for a year? Do you have a number in your head? Like, hey, I want to have 100K, 200K fucking in the bank, and then I want to go do this? Or you're just right now, just, let's just stack cash. Oh, that's a very like, good. That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, something I was thinking about. Like, what's the, the vision? I guess. Yeah. So until now, everything, like people like you, Chris, Chris Fidelsa, have been consistent over five plus years, right? I haven't. I've jumped from one thing to right, another. Right. So when I got into closing, I decided I'm going to do this for the next five to ten years, right? Maybe not in the same offer. Unlikely on the same offer. You might move around. Right. But I'm going to stick with closing for the next five to ten years. You'll be rich as fuck. Right. Okay. Because it's like, yeah, you find, you find something that works. Why ship? And I, I it's, it's, a, it's a quote-unquote job. Yeah. But you know how many people make 200K a year? I was talking, talking with Ryan like in my agency. We pay him 100K a year. He's our main guy. And we we're talking about how, how can we get us both to, to, to 20K a month? And then we were looking at He was like, yeah. Um, do you know how many people make 200K uh, a year? Like, only the highest, highest executives. I think if you make 400K a year, you're in the top 1% in the US. No, 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 no. Top 1% is, like, top 1% is, like, is less than that. 400K yes. is top, 400K 0.1. is top 1% of 1% of 1% of 1%. Yeah. Trust me, you're a millionaire. You're, you're mm. technically a millionaire. You're, yeah. you're 400K a year, you are, you are a fraction of 1%. Right, so 200K e- Even 200K is a fraction of 1%. Really? Yes. Wow. It is very rare to make 200K. Exactly. Well, yes, like doctors yeah. make 200K. Dentists make 200K. Yeah, it's very rare like, um, to hit those numbers. So now that I've found something that I can hit those numbers in, where I just have to focus on one skill set. Because yeah. when you run a business, there's five different hats you're always having to wear. Um, and so my game plan is stick with closing for the next five to ten years and... Just be investing that money. So, because I want to shift. Just to invest passive. in passive. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, I was gonna ask like build a business, but like I feel you're like, eh, okay, client business, like, and eh, no thanks. Yeah. But like me, I'm 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 actually shifting to passive as well. Like I've I've been doing five years in client, and now now I want to do just online courses, just yeah. just courses, just vid- yeah, yeah. digital products. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so. I feel you with that. Just invest the money exactly, and then you'll, still, you'll, you'll you'll be set in five ten years, bro. Yeah, I'm still. I think every, all of us that travel, I'm creative. I'm always getting these ideas, and that's been my downfall, that uh, shiny object syndrome. So this time, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to jump from something. Let me mentally commit for the next five years, I'll be in closing. Not that I'd have yeah, to be closing. Mentally commit, yeah, But good. mentally commit. This is, so that allows me to not be too worried about the numbers yeah. in the first few months. I want to develop a skill set, mm-hmm. and then I'll be one of the top closers. And consistently making... Um, that 200k a year, that 300k a year, uh, based on what I've seen. It's one thing hearing about it. It's another thing seeing it and being in a team, seeing it and just being so close to that. Um, so, yeah. There will, there will always be these remote closing opportunities and even more and more as more companies uh, go remote. And then it's just going to be more and more need. I, I, and, and AI is not going to take these closing calls ever. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, could, they could do a lot of voice. AI is going to... I think... Well, yeah. I think actually, AI is going to impact... After it passed the Turing test and then, yeah, it, it literally is a human on the other side that's actually coming sooner than we think, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's literally yeah. human on the other side. Well, what they've done with, like, um, voice AI and, like, the, yeah. have you heard, like, the fake Drake, yeah, Drake yeah, and Weekend yeah. track? So stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think it will be more assisted. I think that's the first step. Um in terms of like closing or stuff like that, there's software now like um, I think Otter AI that you can have installed where it can analyze your call and figure out if you were talking too much. Yeah, GPT can do that. You just right. place in the transcript. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's like zoom, yeah, trans- transcribe your oh, shit. Oh yeah, that's the just, way. Yeah. Just transcribe your your call through yeah. Zoom. This plugin app. Yeah. And yeah. just paste that into to GPT four. You can do unlimited text. Yeah. And you just ask it questions about it, like, uh, hey, who was talking the most? Like, any tips on my closing? And GPT four will tell you. Oh <laughs> it's wow. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. I need to do that. <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah. I yeah. summarize my YouTube videos and then paste this transcript. So I'm gonna be pasting the transcript of our podcast. Yeah. Paste that in a, into GPT four, yeah, and then hey, turn this into ten tweets, turn this into top ten takeaways, oh, turn, turn this into five snap. Instagram posts, wow, and it'll be done in five seconds. Wow, yeah, wow, like tell tell me Jerry's, tell me uh, you know, and then you can take that those summarized points and put that into a, a AI slides maker, um, that and you will paste it in. And it will make an infographic of Jerry's five to ten year game plan, and you can post that as it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I, 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 I keep saying I need to play around uh, with with AI, and I just never do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll look out for that. That's impressive. Yeah, it'll be it'll it'll make it like a, a infographic of top ten top ten um, takeaways from Riley and Jerry's podcast conversations with the closer. Damn, damn. But yeah, closing is fun. Um, yeah. If you enjoy like um, problem solving, that's essentially what it is. Someone's come to you, they, they've got a problem and you've got a solution and you now need to kind of help them see the right solution for their problem. And if you've qualified them, then you always have the solution. If you qualify them before the call, right? So not everyone that you get on the phone with um, is the right fit. And then yeah. that's, that's your fault, yeah. right? If, if I get on the phone with someone and they just are not the right fit, that's my fault for not pre-qualifying them. But So you can cancel the free consultation call? Like, uh, no, I'll, I'll, that, I'll, like... no, I'll try and um, send it by email. I'll send it by email. I'll give them tips. Um, I'll look at their form and I'll, I'll try and give them tips on what do you ways say? to connect. What, what will you say? Like, we can't take the call, but here are the tips via email? Oh, no, no, no. no. So... Um, I don't, I don't aggressively cancel calls, right? Oh. Um, I've seen other people do it. Like, uh, it's, it's a mixed bag because I've had people that haven't responded to any calls, haven't um, responded to any messages, and then they'll get on the phone and, and then it'll, it'll turn into a 5K deal. So if I had followed that kind of process of canceling them out, I would have lost it. Um, Just I'm qualify find, early on the call. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to qualify them, them early. But if they missed the call... Right, and now we're trying to now we're in communication about rescheduling. That's when I start asking them questions to uh, not book them again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it makes it's sense. like, well, makes you sense. missed it. You've given me an option to now got it, kind got of it, got it. Yeah, maybe not take a second call. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I need to work out how I can softly pre-qualify without them feeling like they've just been. Um, 
just been like, I, I didn't get my free consultation. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's why like I've experimented with many different ways of framing that call. And I don't call it a, a consultation call now. I call it a, a discovery call. Yeah. Because a discovery call uh, is more of a alluding to we're discovering if it's the right fit. Yeah. And so I canceled yeah, yeah. the free strategy call framing. Yeah, yeah. Even though when we get there, I'm dropping tips like a motherfucker, of course, if it's going to be a good client, because that's how you impress them initially. That's how you, you know, give value, give value. And then that's how you, you let them know very easily that, oh, this motherfucker knows his shit. Well, in my case, they already know because they watched yeah, my yeah. 15 minute VSL yeah. where I'm fucking giving them all the fucking value, Amazon value, game yeah. value packs 15 minutes. Right before the call, this is our exact five-step launch and ranking strategy. Yeah. They watch that. It's got slides. It's got case studies. It's got right. and in that video, it plays video testimonials at the end of it. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a VSL. It's a yeah. fifteen-minute compressed webinar. Yeah. That they watched right before the calls and so you've warmed yeah you've a, warmed up a, the leads just a tidbit yeah it's fire bros yeah I'm gonna be I'm it's inside of my Upwork course I'm making an Upwork course as well about right. yeah, this yeah. launch I'm gonna be adding more to it but that is a fire. Look at my Upwork profile, 15 minute video. I got it from another agency that I saw on their website. It's, yeah. it's fire, it's short 15 minutes. Yeah. And the only qualifications they need to do before the call, make sure you watch this video. That's the number one. And make, hey, you get a chance to watch the video. Everyone watches it. It comes via email reminder, I send it via text. After they watch that, it's like a wow video. Like I. I get it. I understand your strategy. So they don't need to ask me about the strategy. How does this work? How do you work? What are testimonials? It's all jam packed in there. It's got my, it's got my, my, my top three video testimonials. Hey, testimonial. Hey, quick thing for Ryan and Riley. I just want to say these guys have been fucking amazing. Three people saying that back to back. Yeah. yeah they've yeah. heard that on the call. If they watch the whole video. Yeah. The testimonials are actually in the middle of the video. Anyway, there's many, many pre-qualifying things, but as a, as a business owner, I'm thinking about, but as a closer, that's already done for you. Like you, I mean, kind of, much. kind it of depends it's, who you're working it's, for. Um, no, so there, there, there are videos and stuff like that, but they don't necessarily watch them. So as a closer, you, 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 you still have to check that they've done yeah. those steps. Yeah. Because um, they can just, sometimes people are like, oh, I thought this was a phone call. It's like, no, it's a Zoom call. Like, and then you kind of have to deal with that. And again, all mm. my fault. Like, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. any confusion they have about the nature of the call, what we're kind of doing, any right. confusion is my fault, yeah. right? That's my job, right. is to make sure they understand why they're jumping on the call. Yes, you're going to get this free um, strategies and tips and stuff like that, but also we're going to figure out if you're on the right plan, right? If what you're doing is actually going to work. If they don't know that before they get on the call, that's my fault, because I yeah. should have done that ahead yeah. of time. And that would dictate how long it takes to get to the pitch. Because they have to go through this whole kind of, oh, you didn't watch the video? Oh, God, okay. So you have yeah, a bit now more you got to explain it. Yeah. And it doesn't have the whole, like, power and impact of the video, which has the testimonials, um, so digging into the pain, hyping them up. It's over 15 minutes, etc. Yeah. So um, uh, I've seen agencies, they send a link to the video. Yeah. That's the gold. That's the gold. It's basically pre-sells them. It's a 15-minute webinar, whatever. That's That's one method that... I found is very effective. I copied it from another agency. Yeah. The format of it, the format of the personalized WhatsApp text from the sales rep. He sent me a personalized WhatsApp text. Hey, did you get a chance to watch the video? YouTube link, boom, right there. I can watch it right there on my phone. Mm. And he makes it, hey, it's very important that you watch this video before the call. 
yeah. for obvious reasons. What I'm going to start doing is um, looking at their profile, kind of figuring out what bucket they fall into, find a testimonial of someone that matches them, the mm. amount of, let's say for fitness, the amount of weight they're trying to lose, their age, their gender, etc. And find a testimonial that is as close to that as possible and send them that before the call. So now you're seeing someone you can relate to before yeah. right and, and yeah exactly to, to yeah. do all of that um i could uh or schedule it if i'm in asia but it's going to be so much easier when i'm just there um, right in, in, the, in the same time zone yeah um yeah. you could even yeah. uh and i'm close to getting that point where you get a a, a lead gen assistant you can have i can have my vas have that on on yeah doing that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly you, that yeah when, when you're scaling um if you're if you're running your own business or even if you're a closer than the company you're closing for, if they scale to the point of having a separate team again that pre-qualifies and does this for you, yeah. Um, yeah. then separate. all you have to do is just get on those calls and yeah. get people pre-qualified. But in the beginning, and I think I would have that expectation once I'm like one of the top closers wherever I go. Right? Then I'll be entitled to be like, Listen, I don't want to be doing all of this BS. Yeah. I did it in the beginning of my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I just want hot leads in my calendar and I just want to show up and close them. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the goal. But if you don't have any that's experience, you can't be throwing around like those kind of demands, right? <laughs> because essentially they're going to be like, who are you? <laughs> Fucking. It's, it's a fun, I, I, it's a fun, fun journey. So what I'm curious about now is like, did you get all of this sales training from the company you're working for or did you do like a, like a course or watch YouTube videos or what was your training uh a bit of both um i watched some youtube videos uh my friends that were closing um close i wish i actually i was kind of given access to a course i watched like half of it because i i wasn't taking it that seriously if i was to kind of go back what i'd say is find a course go through because the course has kind of put it all packed together in youtube videos you're getting like tidbits here and there but it just doesn't make any sense yeah. it's all over the place like with everything i've like, i've conglomerated the 30 top closing videos already in a, yeah in a spreadsheet yeah i've been going through the past few months and oh yeah, at yeah the dan locks the hormoses the cardones the all the the live calls live calls and i'm like giving that way in the, in the discord and stuff yeah so if you if you find a framework that you like because there's different frameworks different things yeah depends on the product Find one, study it, and then it comes down to practice, just taking course. Because you can read and study it as much as you want. Yeah. When it comes to the event, when it's yeah. showtime. <laughs> you can watch videos about how to shoot a basketball. Yeah. But when it's showtime. You're good if you can get those reps in. And you, can, you might be like hitting threes and dunking when it's just you on the court in mm. practice. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. when you're in the playoffs and yeah. it's under pressure... You have to deal with that, right? So when you're on a call and someone's handling objections and like you, you, you haven't studied or you've studied it, but this is a slightly different objection or it yeah. sounds like a smoke screen. Yeah. So you think you're handling the objection, but that's not the real objection. So you're kind of playing in their, their BS, essentially. Um, that comes with experience. So you either take enough um, practice calls. Again, it's still not going to be the same as a real call. Yeah. Um, listening to a real calls very very just seeing the kind of um how someone does discovery how someone um handles objections how they 
agree with the prospect, right? Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a significant investment. And, you know, have you invested in something like this before? Oh, well, you know, well, have you ever taken out a mortgage or your college degree, right? And how did you feel? You were paying off a long time. But, so you, you don't, like, no, no, it's not, you can't, you can't afford 5K? Well, 10K is not that much. If <laughs> yeah. you look at a pair, if, if, what, your car is more, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because, because then they're just going to think, oh, you just don't understand me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, oh, it might not be for you, but I've got five kids, blah, blah, blah. So um, there's that. You yeah. you learn that through essentially, like, um, when you're doing door-to-door, getting door slammed in your face. Yeah. You then learn, okay, if I say this, it might trigger them, right? Yeah. You can, I've derailed some calls by just saying one or two things wrong, and then the tone changes. Yeah. And um comes from experience. But absolutely, I would, if I'd go back, I would take it seriously and do a course first. Okay, so course, and this is what I'm trying to wrap around in, and how can I optimize a past version of myself that just finished college or even in college? Um, I realize I want to be remote. I want to do this. Um, so get get a video course. I think that's kind of no brainer for anything you want to learn. Yeah. Fun fact: I'm I've been learning how to swim on this one YouTube channel, oh, and yeah. I'm like I'm fucking great now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I still need to get the reps in. I'm improving yeah, yeah. every day, but I learned the basics. It clicked in my head of how to swim properly. And I fucking, I love swimming now. And so that's just Send, send that to me because I need to learn. I need yeah, to learn properly I, well. I sent it to, to Jeremy who, who just yeah. left. I sent it to, to, to him. He had this Russian girl teaching him, like, bro, this YouTube channel. Yeah. You can learn swimming. on It's, yeah, it's okay. crazy. And you can learn how to shoot a basketball and you can learn how to hurt, hit a baseball, but you still got to get the reps in. Okay, yeah. so we're talking video course, right, to learn. And then, um, like, so I, there's... Look for a cold calling job or an appointment setting job. It's kind of the two most common things I'm seeing. Yeah, I would say if you're doing appointment setting, you're one step ahead of the process. Like if you think about a funnel, you're higher up in the funnel, right? So you're setting appointments. So you're doing a bit of the pre-qualification and you're setting appointments for the closers, right? There's less pressure on you. You're more likely to have a base salary because you're not doing any closing. Yeah, right? it's it's more like a like a traditional kind of job, um, but you're still within the environment of closing. So if you get an appointment setting job, you can then listen to the top closers in your in your company and how they're closing deals, and then you might be able to transition from that appointment setting job into being a closer. That's the that's the path. Yeah. Whereas cold calling, are you familiar or know anyone that has done cold calling remotely? Uh, not remotely. Um, it's rough. It's right? it's a. I mean, many guys do it in corporate. It's a yeah. completely different yeah. different style of call. Yeah. Because yeah. you're the trick to that is your opening line. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck even is this person? Yeah, yeah. So, I I I'm saying to that to some guys that that's not a bad option because there are opportunities out there, and it is it is not a bad option because it's similar to door to door sales. Where it, it just practices your communication skills at the end of the day. Okay, there's closing skills, like what we talked about on this podcast, but there's also just getting used to rejection. And yeah, there's also yeah. just like straight up just getting exactly. used to talking to people. Yeah. And so, some people are rude. And some you, people, yeah. And you're but, like, but a lot of people are super nice. Yeah. Most exactly. people are super nice. Exactly. And it's like, you'll, you'll take 10 calls, one, nine of them, like they're, they're agreeable or pleasant or yeah. like really, really nice. That one person that's like super rude is the one that you'll think about, right? So getting used to um, washing off any bad calls, like mentally, not carrying it into the next call. Yeah. So if you do cold calling, you're going you're gonna to get that experience. You're going to get you, smashed. Yeah, yeah. and you, you develop thick skin, and that's what you need. Yeah. Um, there'll be times where lead flow dries up. 
they've changed something in the funnel and it's broken or yeah so all the ads stop working or whatever right so better than cold calling i should frame it so warm calling and there's mm. plenty of warm calling out there okay this yeah, is where yeah. you can work for let's yeah. say grant cardone for example yeah. and you call their old leads uh, so you're not an appointment center would be where like it's an introductory call right and you're yeah. just quickly qualifying them okay great okay so for the for the call with jerry tomorrow on the consultation just yeah. do this it's like a quick yeah. qualifying call yeah yeah for a warm warm caller you might be calling their their leads maybe they're on the email list but maybe yeah. they haven't booked a call at all yeah and your goal is to get them to the to the introductory call Right. And so that yeah. there's plenty of opportunity out there. Though, uh, yeah. That got for they, they basically for that they, and, they yeah. open up the CRM. Um, I have to I have to go now. I have yeah, to get yeah. to the airport. But um, open up CRM yeah. and they're just calling calling they, yeah, the list. Yeah. So what happens is, if you're and this happened in my first job, if you're shit basically and I was shit. <laughs> First you get the great like good leads. Oh, you can't close. Okay, you can move to our B team where you get the not-so-good leads or the shit leads as well. Mm-hmm. And then they also will open up the CRM for you and they've got like 10,000, 20,000 leads in the CRM. Most of them have never booked the call. They bought a product or they were interested or whatever. Yeah. They've got their details, never worked. So the pressure on you closing them is lower because they are not hot leads, yeah. right? And so that that's an good. outbound situation. Yeah, yeah. An so outbound yeah, you'll be outbound is, team, yeah. is good to start, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like if you want to just get in and be... Because it's just about getting into the door and then hearing what the top closers for that product or service are doing. Because it's going to change. Every every offer is going to have a different... Um, si- there's similarities, but there's going to be a different style. Like I've done purely phone call, no no video interaction. I've done Zoom. I think I prefer Zoom. Like you can see the person, yeah, they can yeah, see you sure. and stuff would, like that. I would for sure. Um but every every offer is going to be different, so you just want to get in. Whether you get in through being a closer, that you're going to have the most pressure there because your numbers are key, um, or appointment center, or being on the outbound team, and it allows you to then listen to what the top closers are, and you can learn from that. Mm. But you still need to go in understanding objection handling, yeah, building rapport, right. discovery, and you and yeah, you can learn that on some great courses. You know, yeah, yeah, understanding that the purpose of your questions, how to do it efficiently. You yeah. don't want to ramble on um, in discovery and spend... Yeah. I've, I used to do that. My calls, uh, my first job, were the longest. Uh-huh. I yeah. used to use um, uh, tools like um, Gong, where it would analyse your call length, right? And mine was double the average, right? which uh, is bad. So it means I, I, I wasn't able to take as many calls yeah. um, as other people, so I'm making closing less deals, making less money. Um, were you doing outbound at first, I mean? Or no, I was doing inbound. So you started for inbound, but yeah. they allowed you to do that because they just interviewed you. They could tell that you're a good communicator, and then okay, boom, yeah. put you straight to inbound. And you yeah. you had the referral from your friend. He yeah. vouched for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're applying, you've got no one on the inside that knows you, etc. Um, then you're probably not going to be given hot you're not, leads you're not gonna on be, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, guys, you got to be real with yourself where you're at. If you mm. have no closing experience, same call close. You're going to be looking at starting with outbound. Yeah. Get a course. Look on Upwork, ZipRecruiter, Facebook groups. Like I've yeah. been saying in the videos, Instagram DMs, and start with the outbound situation. Work your way up, and you can do that side hustle, whether you're in school, at a job, whatever. Try yeah, to, absolutely. Try yeah. To your job. yeah, if you're doing it straight from outside, cold, you don't know anyone in it, 
it's it's going to be a better experience starting with outbound because there's less expectation. Yeah. And you get for me, you get comfortable just being on the phone. If you jump into inbound like I did, and you're on a sales team meeting, and everyone's talking about their projections, their numbers, and this is all new to you, and you're like, "What?" The <laughs> fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and they give you thirty days, right, to kind of hit a twenty to thirty percent closing rate, yeah, or you're, out, or you're yeah. off the team. Yeah. So, and sense. it's hundred percent commission. So, yeah. if you're not closing and you're not and you're not getting paid anything, yeah. Um, if you don't have runway, that's important as well. If you don't have runway to, if I was to. Um, start from scratch again, I would build up six months of runway, I would commit mentally for five years, and I would um, do a course before I get in. And what that does is, this is a career of five years, at least. So if I'm not killing it in the first month, like everyone I heard online, it's fine, because this is just the beginning. But when you kind of go in expecting to be hitting 10, 20, or even 5K, depending on what your offer is. If you go in expecting that and you make like $500 or $400, then you're like, uh, I can't survive on this. Um, and I think a lot of people are gonna make that mistake. They're gonna fly to Asia. Hey, I'm here guys, what do I do? Oh, okay, I've got this closing job. Um, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, why are people buying? Oh shit, what else? Like the first job I did, my microphone was bad. I was using my Bluetooth headphones, so they couldn't hear me. Um, people were like, oh, I can't hear you. You sound terrible. I listened back to my calls, and it sounded atrocious. And I was like, no wonder I didn't close. Uh, and you only learn that through experience. Yeah. So you need runway. It's, it's very similar to running a business, right? You need to know how much cash you have yeah. without anything coming yeah, save in. Save up six months of cash. That's exactly what I did when I quit my... Well, I quit my door-to-door job, so I could go back easy. But I saved about six months, came to Chiang Mai... FBA actually ended up working out about around month five, but this can be done, you know, nights and nights and weekends on the side yeah. of your job. Yeah, guys, exactly. Guys do that. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's how I've been doing it as well. I got in, I already had a remote job before um, for a year, so and I've still got that one. So I've been doing that. That was my own base salary, right? So that because yeah. I didn't want to downgrade my lifestyle. I didn't want to go back to... Yeah. Um, seven years ago, like when I first got to Chiang Mai, and I was excited about three thousand baht a month for a room. I, I don't want to go anywhere near bucks a month for that a room, kind of yeah. um, wow. lifestyle. So, yeah. well, hey, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, exactly. Just keep leveling up, man. Dude, and you're about to fucking level up, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like fuck. I gotta be closing that agency, bro. Yeah, but man. but I'm now. My new goal is. Where the fuck is my high ticket program that I can have my own sales team yeah. build it? And so I do with my agency. I mean, we sell 2.5K a month like subscriptions, but it's not exactly scalable um, because uh, it, it's managing the clients. But if you have something, whether it's, it's more of a selling of a, a video course or it's more of a selling a group coaching model, I think it's more, more scalable than, than, yeah. uh, than B2B. Uh, PPC management something like that yeah so that's what I got because you're still in the weeds of managing their account right? yeah there's, um, there's more scalable high ticket models and yeah so we'll see what comes up over the next five years but I love creating videos this is this is my highest and best value so but we're all learning and leveling up yeah I'm oh, looking yeah, forward I'm looking to looking at the camera I forgot it was off yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's off this is audio only but yeah good shit bro I'm looking forward to when we catch up again let's see where we're at yeah Maybe Brazil, who knows? Rush to the airport now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Living that life. We just living that life. Talking plus living that life. We just living that life.
listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss. And check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos.